Blog Talk Radio.
joining me for another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is actually the same night that I did number two. Blog Talk cut me off right at the end of two hours, thinking that being smart. But I paid to have this account, and I decided to do another one right behind that one. And I was able to do it, so we're just going to continue from where we left off. Just that simple. So if you listen to part one, part two, come uh, short, part three. I'm not going to do the whole two hours. But this stuff I got is so vital to the ignorance of bigots and uh, self-hating black people till it must be said. I'm again say that again. Um, this information is so lethal in terms of uh, destroying the ignorance in bigots and in self-hating so-called black people. And it must be said. It must be said. Our world has been taken over by nine people out of a 9% pool of people calling themselves, or we call them, or they call them, or whoever called them, white people. White people is only 10% of the world population, so-called. White people are us. We are them. This is a people, or this is us, with less pigmentation. I do not believe nor does science or even the Bible or common sense really support that there is a race based upon skin color. It's very weak. Um, I don't even know the word I want to use. But this show tonight, I'm going to empty out the rest of what I had for you Dr. Jablonski, Jablonski, if I'm pronouncing her name right, I can never say her name, is coming at you. We got um, Mr. Bill Duke is coming at you uh, with, um, um, hold on, let me see, I'm trying to type here. But he's coming at you with what, uh, uh, talking about this whole movie, Dog Girls, which is what we're going to be talking about tonight. So we're going to have a clip from the girls that were in this documentary, the ladies that were in this documentary talking about their experiences in a melanated body, dark-skinned body. And we're going to talk about some of the pain they go through and uh, the rejection they go through, the self-hatred they go through, the self-abuse they go through. Now I need to say this very loud and clear that not all dark, melanated people buy into this foolishness. There are lots of dark, melanated people having a time of their life with high self-esteem because they know exactly what that dark skin represents. And that is nothing more than Eve. This is what the father made his man out of. This is what the early inhabitants of the planet look like. This is possibly this seems possibly, but this is what the first earth looked like that was destroyed by water. Uh, we just believe, and it is really uh, hard to get away from it, even in science, that the black, the blacker the skin, the more dominant the gene, and the blackest skin.
skin can produce all skin. Brown, brown skin cannot even produce black or really what they call blue-black skin. Can't do it. So Adam, Eve had to have been very dark-skinned people. Now, we'll talk about that a little later. So before, actually, I'm just going to continue where I left off. We're not going to do any preliminaries. not going to do the website. I probably should because some of y'all are going to hear part three. You didn't hear part two and part one, so I probably should do that. But so let's do that. Uh, hopefully you've heard part one and part two, but if you haven't, it's your first time hearing this, uh, this is for you. We do have a website. It's www five smooth stones f i v e smooth s m o t h stones s t o n e s at webs w b s dot com. Also, if you want to really get some ammunition, and you really want to be able to. Uh, Give those haters, those racists, uh, um, some ammunition. I have a library that is a must-see. It's where I've collected books over the years on this subject. It is a must-see. When you, you should have found this link on my Facebook. So... When you click on that link and you see the show, there should be an emblem of five stones because it's called Five Smooth Stones. Click on that and read what Five Smooth Stones is all about. The last part of that description is going to give the link to my library. And you can go to my library and read books that have influenced the five messages that we call five smooth stones. These are people that I believe the most have brought across my path to impart unto me various pieces and this information that he has been revealing to people since the beginning of time. So that's the library. You got the website. The website is going to have pictures on it, audio, video clips, all types of uh, and we hope to be putting documents on there soon, talking about these five answers, five topics. We talked about these five responses from the Most High, from the questions that I asked him. I asked the Most High five questions, and these answers is what I call five smooth stones. They have been told, taught, preached, Claim all over the planet, well, not everywhere, but at least 24 countries. Not always in a pulpit. That's not how I do business. You know, I'm beginning to think the church is one of the most ineffective places on the planet right now because of the so much uh, corruption and ministers uh, that sell out their souls, uh, not preaching the full truth things that make people happy and prosperous. And I'm talking about folks that ain't even about money. It's just they just follow this big beeline and, and, and preach on things that make people comfortable. Everybody ain't preaching for money. Some people preaching because they, 
They just they think that's what God is saying, and they are far from it. Got to preach the whole truth, the whole truth, the whole truth. Did I say the whole truth? The whole truth, the whole truth. We've got to preach the whole truth. So that's what Brother said is up to tonight, and uh, 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 he's preaching the whole truth. So you got the website. You got the library, and also there's a Facebook. Uh, don't forget that Facebook link. On my Facebook, there's pictures of me all over the world sharing this, telling this. Um, there's uh, all kind of pictures, um, just different people that have been part of my life and happen to uh, produce just the person I am, not even even away from Five Smooth Stone, just the person I am. That's the Facebook. So anyway, folks, I left off talking about several things, so I'm just going to jump right in. i got a list of notes here. I'm going to just read them off to you, and then I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to read the notes first, and I'm going to talk about them, because what happened, I've done three, two shows, uh, two hours, five hours worth of six hours worth of shows, and I've not mentioned some of this. So I'm going to just read off my notes here. Uh, again, we're talking about dark girls. We're talking about melanated people. We're talking about melanin. Why so much hatred, disrespect for melanin when indeed this is what the Most High chose to make his man out of? I know it's hard to believe this, folks, but I'm going to show you with the help of the Most High. If you will have an open mind, an open spirit, be prayerful. Don't trust nobody. Don't trust nobody with truth because people have different upbringings, backgrounds, and they have prejudices. All of us do. So it takes the Holy Spirit to break through all of these uh, different uh, filters to get the truth to you. So, so be very prayerful when you listen to me tonight. Let me first and foremost say to Facebook or to whoever was responsible for uh, uh, stopping my show literally right at two hours. Maybe it's deliberate, maybe it wasn't, maybe it's just whatever. If it indeed was something done in to shut me up, you need to know this about me. If it was, if not, I'm just wasting a little time. That's okay because it won't be about a couple of minutes here. Please note this. If it was done to shut me up, you're talking and dealing with the wrong guy. I'm the type of person. When that happened, I'll just do an entirely different show just like I did. And I'll continue to do that. And the more you try to silence me, the louder I will become. I'm not scared of you or of anybody that's trying to shut down God's people, the Most High's people. Period. You will lose. You will reap what you sow. Somebody will shut you down when you're doing something good and honorable. All right? All I'm trying to do tonight and listeners pay attention to this as well. I'm trying to share what I believe is something that is going to help unite people. I think it's going to help people get even closer to the most high because in the motor or the heart of this message is a love story about a father and his children. And if people would listen, they would hear it. I'm talking about how the father created his man. So what? He made it out of dark skin. So what? So what? It doesn't imply or in any way in, uh, insinuate that he didn't 
uh, don't love white-skinned people. People are so spirit body. We're just talking about the body. We're just talking about the body tonight. I don't think it's the Father's will that these lies, deception, and ignorance exist with regards to dark skin. People need to know the truth, where it comes from, what it means, and all of the wonderful properties in the thing that make us black called melanin. So tonight, I'm going to try my best to just move out of the way and allow the Most High to do what he's been doing all throughout my life, and that is use me to share a point or two, simple and plain. That's what I was called to do. I was called to be a minister of good news. And this is my message, one of the messages that I believe I'm to share that bring good news. Okay? Love all people. I love all people. And uh, see, we already got a hand. Well, I'll come to you shortly, Erico 803261. We'll come to you shortly. Um, just want everybody to know I love all people. I truly love people. I used to be on the, I'm not going to say I ever hated, but I had a lot of issues with white people because I've heard so much from our people, from my people, so-called black folks, about what they've done. But I've come to realize that white people is not intelligent enough to pull off what all the black people say they did. We work with you. Some of us marry you. Some of us go to church with you. We go go to school with you. And we see just how intelligent you are. You're no more or no less intelligent than we are. Okay? So we're people and we're used by spirits much stronger and mightier than both of us. So having said that, let me just quickly go to the phone line and see what's on these people's minds who have something to say and I haven't been talking that long. Normally when I take these calls, there's somebody saying something real stupid, but pop, maybe not. Air code 803-261, please let me know your name and where you call it from. Hello. Yeah. Um, my name's Oliver. I, I actually didn't catch that second bit that you asked for. I want to know your name and where you call it from, if that's possible, please. Oh, oh okay. Sorry about that. Um, I'm Oliver. I'm calling from Columbia. Okay, how you doing? I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight? Um I'm doing pretty good. I I thought you made a really good point just uh when you were making your opening statement just about how you have to really work with people. I work in a line of work where I'm constantly working with people and I re- I noticed that there is no there's no race really where I work. And I don't mean that as an, as there isn't a, a, a definitely a, a segregation between people. It's just that I noticed that you get ignorance from both sides, like white, black, Mexican, whatever. Like that, it just breaks down it so well that I don't I don't notice it anymore because it doesn't matter where you come from or how well you are you are in life or how low you are in life you're going to get the same amount of treatment from all sides. And 
I want to know, like, how you felt about just that, like, just your upbringing not playing a vital role in the major factors in life, and that's that you can't escape, you can't escape the, um, you know, you can't escape that, that ignorance, because it's, it's going to be there. You can go, you can stay in the U.S. if you want, but if you go overseas to, like, Europe, something, you'll still find the same amount of ignorance there that you would here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Oliver, I think you're absolutely right. And I think we can't escape our parents' upbringing to some degree. And that's when we are like, I guess, 18 or something. But at some point, we got to uh, do our own investigation. And I do think you're absolutely right. We all have prejudices. That's why, like you said in the opening statement I asked, I said that I, I pray that the Father would, uh, by the Holy Spirit, permeate through my own filters because I have prejudices. I lean towards dark-skinned people, and I shy away from white people now because they've given me so many problems over the years. And I do this show, and I, you can go back and listen to archives. Every single time somebody hang up and say something stupid, they're white, 99% of the time. Yeah. Very seldom does a black person say, oh, kiss my booty and hang up. It's always a white male. And these people sound like you. I don't know what color you are. You may not be, but I, I think you're a white brother, so-called white brother, and you sound very intelligent. Most of these people, when they come on and get ready to say something silly, they'll make a few comments, and they sound fairly intelligent. They'll say something stupid hang up. So yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but this is what I've learned. We are responsible for our own enlightenment, and we have to... Make sure we spend time around different people, yes, even different religions, not so much to convert, but to just see the different angles people are coming. And once we see the different angles, we may convert. I don't know, but I'm just saying, I just think we got to, you know, a lot of whites, it would do them really good to listen to some of these shows by somebody that's not established because the establishment is not the voice. The folks that's got the mics is not the voice. The folks that's got the businesses is not the voice. The folks that's got the churches is not the voice. The people is the voice. The masses of people that get up every day, go to work, these are some of the people with some of the greatest insights on the planet. And for whatever reason, they don't have a mic. And I don't like that. I tend to go where the mic is not to get the mic, to get yeah. the people uh, that really have. So I appreciate what you're saying, whether or not you believe me. I think you are right. I, I mean, think there is a lot of. I, I, I believe what you just said is a very good point. That um, you said that you, you're going to see. Well, in a nutshell, you're, you're going to see the re, the real. You're going to see the actual things in life from the people who are in the slums, from people who are down. You know, when you're so high up, you really don't see underneath the clouds. When you're underneath, when you're underneath all that, that's where you see everything that's going on. When you're so far deep in, you know, how am I gonna buy this TV for work? You know, how am I gonna get this new car? You're not paying attention to the grass dying around you. You're not paying attention to the apples like withering up and there's no food and water. You're not paying attention to that. And that's just something that I'm seeing so often, not from white or black people or any race. It's just that everyone is like that. Everyone's forgetting what's going on around them now. Um, at my job, I work two jobs. One of my jobs is um, 
I work as a uh, a cashier for a small food food um fast food line, and I have been treated worse there by, you know, I can't say white or black because I've been treated worse by both parties. Like I've been called names that you would never even imagine by both parties that I would never expect to come from either one of them, and it opened my eyes up to a whole new world. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you, my friend, and I see your area code 775-338. I'm coming at you next. I understand what you're saying, and I will tell you this, Oliver. We wrestle, as Ephesians 6, I believe, says, we wrestle, wrestle not. It says wrestle, but it means war. We war or wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah. But against principalities, against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. I don't know where you stand on believing that our planet is occupied by more than spirits with bodies, but there's also spirits without bodies called demons or evil spirits or evil energy, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. I just believe that when you limit your problems to what you can see, the person you can see, John or Ed or Mike, when you limit your problems to these people, you miss the real culprits. Now, I'm not saying everything is demons. Sometimes it is humans, and they, you know, demons or evil spirits have nothing to do with it. The Bible talks about three enemies we have. We actually have evil spirits, like I just said. There's also something called our flesh, which is a part of us that craves evil. Everybody has it. Babies have it. It's a part of us. I agree. Crazy. Yes, my newly my newly acquired job. I recently just got in. Um, it it was going really well at first because it was a really simple job. That all I had to do, pretty much what you do is you find people, and you just kind of like take them from one area to the next, and it, it's. Um, it, it's a good line of work. I don't mind it. It, it does get a little bothersome sometimes because the person you might be working with, the person who you're tell you're uh, transporting, they can get a little chatty sometimes, and they may repeat lines over and over again. But it's it's really not a bad line of work, and especially in that line of work, you know, when you're working with so many different types of people, you have to understand them. Because when I first got to Columbia. Everything seemed really bright. It was a well-established area. Um, you know, they had a lot to work with there. And in this place, you know, I I thought I could really prosper here. But as soon as I had, because they have these national, um, you know, raffles. Uh-huh. Yeah, so as soon as they had, like, the na- the first national raffle there, it it just got out of hand because when they opened, um, I got the the lucky winning ball like my first time going to the raffle, which was number seventy seven. And okay, as soon as the curtain, yeah, as soon as the curtains opened, all I saw was um, a black woman and a white guy, and I was asked to throw the baseball at one of them as the winning contestant, and I just said fuck that shit, bro, I ain't doing that shit. Right, I was like, "Whoa!" 
Really? Are you there? I think he, uh, I think he, I don't know if he was being smart or if he, uh, (laughs) I don't know what to say, man. That's another white male that sounded intelligent, but kind of went off into Google land. I don't know. But you know what? Every time it happened to me, what I think? It make me think that I'm on the right track. Normally people, when they're intelligent, will call and dispute and prove you silly with facts, like Thomas tried to do yesterday. Of course, he even did a little bit of disrespectful things. So anyway, air code 775. Three three eight. Go ahead with your question or comment. Hi, this is Roz calling from Reno. Oh, oh, okay, Miss Roz. Okay, yes, you called yesterday, and I did, but uh, the, the show was almost over. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. What do you think, uh, Roz? Let me ask you before you make your comment. What do you think? About I was about to ask you a question you? too. Okay, but go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I want you to ask me the question for sure. But I just got. What do you think of that guy? Was he? Serious or cuckoo? How he ended? What do you think of that? I think that was all a part of the whole plan. You know, he. I think that was him at first. That was truly him. And then, I, this is going to sound weird, but it just almost seemed like something just comes and fries and scrambles their brain. And then they start talking about things that are off the wall all of a sudden, like Sergeant Butt-Naked or whoever. So... Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like something just kind of scrambled their brain because he was cool. He was he was cool. He was talking about what was going on with his job. My dog was lost a little bit because I didn't know where he was going with it. But and I didn't understand the whole ticket or, or whatever. But I was following along, and then all of a sudden he just got crazy. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's like this is what I get, and then I want to hear what you got to ask me. But uh, mm-hmm. it's like. They want to. It's 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 white supremacy at its finest. It's like you mean nothing to me. I'm gonna give you the the benefit. I'm gonna give you a little bit of respect just so to, so you can open up your mic. So they come on talking like they got some sense, and then as soon as they feel like everybody's taking them serious, they want to just poop on you. And it's like if they, if they could physically do it, they would. I mean, that's how it's just so disrespectful. But what it tells me is, Seth, you're doing the right thing. You're hitting the right nerves. I don't know if you know this or not, but I was on earlier. I mean, but why? 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 Why is it so important to them? They, you're not even empowering them or educating them. You're educating. You're, you're talking about dark girls. Why are white guys on your line about dark girls? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Amen. Amen. I, 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 but you know what's crazy? The Most High in His own infinite wisdom still is educating people because that guy, the guy um, Thomas, he hung on the phone mm-hmm. for almost two hours. He, he, he listened to the whole show. That's why I put him on hold because sometimes you just gotta just let these people get educated and they just, they're just anyway. 
so much for that. What's on your mind, sister? Okay, let me ask you a question. Why do you think Oprah did such a negative show anyway? Seems like she has so much uh, fame and power that that would kind of be a little bit beneath her to do a show like that. Well, did you? Let me ask you a question. Did you see the whole show? No, absolutely not. I was. It was kind of boring. Like the first okay. when the little girl said, uh, "Why didn't you? Why don't you like yourself?" And she said, "Because I'm black." That was it. I was done because it's brainwashing. It's why did you get them started on that at that young age instead of you know getting them going in the right? Why we can't get the next generation going in the right direction? Why do we have to keep following the same, the same down the same road? Why? Not everybody. But I'm just saying, you know. Well, number one is this: it, in Bill's Dukes, it was his doc. It was it was his documentary. Oprah just allowed it to be showed on the own network, and I just thought the documentary does tell a story. Forty three billion dollars on uh, skin lightener is nothing to laugh at. Somebody's trying to get white, but at the same time, there was four billion dollars by white America uh, I think I think it's just white America uh, on tanning these are folks trying to get dark so I don't know that it's it's really the same if 10% uh, I don't know if that, if that 4 billion was globally or not but let's just say 4 billion people mm-hmm. even if it was the whole planet 4 billion people had to be more than that, because I don't think that 4 billion was representing the whole planet, but let's just say if it was, 4 billion people at 10% of the world's population is really no different than 90% at $43 billion. If you, if you see where I'm going with the math, mm-hmm. white people is only 10%, they did 4. So if white people was 90%, you know, what I'm trying to say is, they are trying to get as black as much as folks are trying to get white on a um, pers- on a uh, ratio. So, you know, but it is it is Bill Duke did make a statement. It is a a reality. Folks are not comfortable with very dark skin. Even the tanning people is not trying to get very dark. So he did make a very valid point. But what I don't like is this whole notion like when the Black Brothers was on there, they were saying uh, the mm-hmm. Black of the Barriers through the Jews. And I think they meant well. Mm-hmm. They really, really, really meant well. But people are very intelligent. And when you say that, it's kind of like you're patronizing black women. They know that's what a fruit does. Just because you're dark and dark and dark, and don't mean you're sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. So it's almost like even when people are trying to say something good, they're insulting mm-hmm. you, you know, in a in a without meaning. So I like to go to the Bible and let's look at who exactly or what exactly is this dark skin. Let's go to the scientists. What now, exactly let me ask you a question. Is... Did you see did you see the documentary? Yes. Did you see the whole the whole documentary? Did they go to the Bible at all in the documentary? No. No, that's why I'm doing this. No, they didn't. That's why I'm doing this. I want people to know, and I I plan on sharing some things in a little bit, and you'll see that's going to be what I call hardcore scriptures. 
So do you think that documentary was valid enough for most dark-skinned sisters to all of a sudden start questioning, especially the ones that have absolutely no, like myself, okay? I don't have a problem with my dark skin. I love my dark skin. I've never, ever read into any kind of racial issue, period, ever, for some strange reason. I never have on any jobs. Well, not at school, it not in be, college, it could be a, nothing. It could be a several things that you are experiencing, don't even know it, maybe. It could be that you just was raised in a healthy environment where you met you met people like me, if I can say that, you met people that knew about the value of this dark skin long time ago mm-hmm. and it's just right. embedded it's it's in your guts and so when you see yourself <laughs> you probably see Eve. You probably see Esther. Right. You probably see right. all of the Joe's daughters, they said it was extremely Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. So if you see that, if you see that and a guy look at you, you see a different message than if you don't see that and the same guy look at you. Because the first person will say, oh, look at him, he's checking me out. Second person will say, he's probably thinking he's a black self. See, so... That was a negative experience. That really was a positive experience, but you didn't even get it because you, you have low self-esteem. If, if you didn't, you know what I'm saying, not you, but I'm saying mm-hmm. there are people walking around, people walk around that's dark and they're going through it, and, and, and they're getting compliments and don't know it. When people do compliment, they don't really believe it. And when people don't compliment, they believe that. And it's just, mm-hmm. I just, it's it's really it's really uh, real. This is real, I just think real, we, I just think we we as a people have bigger fish to fry than that. We have so much more. Oh, we've got bigger fish to fry. We cannot even go there. That is the last thing that you know we should be entertaining. Not, I'm not going to say that's not the that's, we shouldn't be entertaining. Absolutely, we should be we should entertain it. But I mean, there's. If they would have used some kind of scripture in verse, um, I think that would have been great. And I have another question. Leviticus 13 and 3. Is okay. that the scripture that you gave last night, Leviticus 13 and 3? I was kind of lost a little bit. Now, that was the first time, you know, that was the first time that I had ever really understood what that scripture was saying. Okay, now let me get let me go there just so I can follow you. Can you hold one second? Mhm. Let me get my let me go there because I was somewhere else. Hold on a second. Yeah, but uh, I'm telling you, you mentioned something a second ago. You said we got bigger fish to hold that Leviticus 13. You said we got bigger mm-hmm. fish to fry. I do think we have bigger fish to fry, but while you have bigger fish to fry, I still think you need to fry this too because. Watch this. If you mm-hmm. really, and see, you you almost, this is going to sound crazy, you almost think like a light-skinned person. Yeah. You'll know what I mean here. You'll know, you know what I mean here in a second. Because light-skinned people, they don't understand the black skin struggle. They do and they don't because they got friends and relatives that's black and they see them struggling and, yeah, and they got mom, they got, they got all kind of relatives that's dark-skinned. So they do see it from a distance. You've been so Why healthy. Why do we have to be a struggle? Hold, what is it that we're struggling to get from them? What do we want from them? We don't need nothing from them. 
Hold on. Listen, mm-hmm. listen. What I'm saying is, if you, you, your health, your self-esteem is so healthy, I think, based upon what you're telling me, it sounds like you almost think like a light-skinned person that see it and get it from a distance, but you don't really have to spend a whole lot of time because I understand, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you ever, ever have guys to constantly pick past you because of your dark skin, and you know that's what it is, if you ever have somebody call you a black nigga enough times, especially your mama or daddy or somebody close to you enough times, and if you ever have to go through what these girls are going through to talk on this show, that's one thing the show does. It lets the women talk for themselves. And I guess about I guess ten different women was on there talking. When you let them talk, if you ever go through this, you won't be saying we got bigger fish to fry because you will hurt. You will be like somebody do a show on this. Matter of fact, they said it. They said that. They said that. They said finally, we have. Uh, someone should have been doing this a long time ago. There's somebody make that statement. Finally, but you know what? Noise I understand that. I understand that, and I agree with that. And I'm glad that there's an outlet. I'm glad that there's an outlet. Absolutely. But we can't stay stuck there. You can't stay stuck there, though. Well, listen, listen to what I'm saying. You got a little noise going in the background. I don't know if you know it's real loud. No, I keep so dropping. You... Every time I every time we keep dropping. Well, oh. and then we'll talk about Leviticus. We'll talk about Leviticus. We'll talk about Leviticus searching. Hold on one second. Hold, hold on. Okay. All right. Okay. But um, no, I don't think in... I don't think there's anything wrong with having an outlet for that. But that shouldn't be your main thing that you're trying to correct. Period. I mean, there's so much more. Oh, it's it's so much more than we could be focused on than dark skin. But listen, what I'm saying is dark skin. They talk about how the world in this video, how this is a world problem. You might want to check out that whole movie. Even though I thought it was one-sided, it was one side. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a lie. It wasn't a lie. It was just one Mm -hmm. side of the coin. And while it was only one side of the coin, it was one side. And I think you got to hear it, even though it's 2013. Hello? Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Hello? Okay. Can you you hear me? I can hear you. Hello? All right. Can you hear me now? All right. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you. (laughs) <laughs> let me tell let me tell everybody, if y'all can't hear me again and it goes for a certain length of time, just know because uh, uh, Blog Talk hung up on me earlier. Uh, they hung up on me. I know they did. So this show is not going to end until y'all hear me say physically, all right, have a good night, and I'll play some music. Until I do that, I'm trying to call back, so just hang loose. I'll probably play a song that means I got disconnected, just so everybody know that. All right, so Leviticus 13 is coming from Charlotte, but let me just say this real quick, okay? Are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. So, Roz, I'm going to say this to you. It is, first of all, not some we talk about all the t- Well, we do talk about it a lot, but I think somebody has to talk about it. Because, I, I, like I told the one guy they called on yesterday, I don't think our problem is just finances. You know, he was talking about, we need an economic base, and we need to do this, and we need to do that. 
And I see area code 513. I see That's him coming at you. I believe here. that. I believe that, too. Oh, I believe okay. he's right about that, too. Well, he was talking you know, about and I believe you're right, And I believe you're right about what you're doing, too. But at the yeah, same so what time, else, at the well, same well, time hold on, we could also. Hold on a second. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is I told him, and I believe this, and I'm coming to you, Erico 513 I'm coming. Uh, I'm saying this to you that I don't believe that black people have need another dime. I'm not saying you don't need another dime. I don't need another dime. But I mean, we as a nation, I don't really think we need all this much more money. We need to use the money we got. If white people said tomorrow we're not going to do, we're not going to uh, hire not another one of y'all. Well, I, I don't mean to say that. Let me. Let me I'm not going to say this. I'm saying we have enough money among ourselves. They're saying if we patronize our own people, let that dollar circulate. I think it's just four times. When we get paid, let the dollar circulate four times. We will become the ninth richest nation in the world. Ninth richest nation in the world. So I'm saying if we got that kind of money right now, why we got all these people out here saying we need an economic this and economic that? Yes, we need to. Yes, we need the economic this and the economic that. I'm not saying we don't, but I don't think that's top priority. Top priority is a moral problem because if black folks correct their moral problem, we don't have to tell people. We don't have to be on here talking about we need to uh, support black because whites and anybody else that's following the Most High is going to support people that are struggling, and that would mean us. So automatically, we would support each other. Automatically, we, I think you instead know, of putting out a video, a documentary um, that's so negative, maybe they should concentrate on putting out, putting out something that's more positive. That's just how I feel well, about me, the whole thing. Well, let me say this, and I appreciate what you're saying, Roz. And uh, again, I'm coming at you five one three five five zero. Just hold steady. Let me just say this to you, Roz. I promise you, I promise you, I see it every day. I don't know what you do for a living or where you live, or nothing like that. But in my world, there's a lot of people that are in a lot of pain with regards to what they see in the mirror. It's all kind of people, when they get a little money, they get a white woman. I don't have a problem with whites dating black, so-called whites dating so-called black. I have no problem with that. I told you I love all people. But I have a problem with how you do it. If you are doing it and you're feeling like you're more superior because you're with a white person or a light-skinned person, that's sick. And that sickness is real, and it's everywhere. And I don't see the black pride, and I don't even mean pride in so-called just because you're black. I, I, I I don't see dark skin people feeling very good about their dark skin, like you were talking earlier. And I'm sure some why people not? listen to oh, you. Why? Why is it a problem? That's the way God, you know what, why? I understand that. That's the, that's the problem. Why? Why are we so hung up some on people, dark skin? Some people why black are, so, are proud. Why? Some people black are proud because we got the rappers, we got Oprah, we got the, they proud of the black culture. But then mm-hmm. if you if you if you nail it down to their black skin, their black nose, black lips, especially if they're really really dark, please, it is not there. It is not there. They're proud of Africa. They're proud of Nubian, Nubian queen this, and they wear these t-shirts and all this stuff. But if you start talking about breaking down features with 
white nose versus a, a your little African little, or what they call pug nose. And, uh, if you start looking at all of this, please, you will see a giant of a problem. This is where self hate come from. This stuff is real. These psychologists ain't making this stuff up. They have to lay these people on their couches and talk to them. This is real. We have a problem with black images, black hair. Look at the hair. I ain't going to even ask you about your hair. That's personal. Please don't even go into it. But I bet you I don't even want to go there. Yeah, exactly. But so what? I'm saying. I don't care. For what I'm I'm saying, the hair. You know what but I mean? It's cool. But I'm, I'm cool with the way the, I am, the color I am, everything. And I don't understand why. Oh, I don't understand that. I really don't understand that. Why are we still going through the color of our skin? And what? The reason why. The reason, one of the things, and I'm going to say it, I hope you stay alive. I hope you hang on like you did yesterday. Uh, and I appreciate you hanging on yesterday. I hope you do it today, Roz. And you can come back later on the show and comment even more. I'd like people to comment more than one time on my show. If if we got if Roz, listen to me. Hello? Please. Okay. Uh, can you hear me okay? Okay. Yeah, what I'm was concerned. that? I don't know, but uh, my phone, I know it's my phone. I know it's my phone. That's why I'm telling everybody, if y'all, if I just stop talking all of a sudden y'all hear some music, just know I got disconnected. I'm calling right back, okay? Okay. Now, this area code 513, they hung up. I, I, I don't know why people don't have the patience. Why? Why? Uh, what's the hatred about? Why the white men? <laughs> this is what I don't understand. Why are white men, with the title, the, the title of the show is Dark Girls, okay? So why are white men calling your show with racist slurs on a dark girl show. I don't get it. They're not even dark. What? They're even dark girls. I don't. Why are they there? Well, do me a favor. I'm going to go to this other caller because I got a few minutes. How much time? They got this. This. Uh, I'm going to come back to you. Just do me a favor and just hold on, okay? Can you do me a favor? Okay. Just to give the other person a call. Uh, uh, let me just go in. Absolutely. To the caller, Erico. All right, we'll be right back. Anyway, that was Ross from Reno. I'm going to come back to her, but Erico five five three. Five five zero. Please identify who you are. Where you calling from? Hey, it's Vivian. I was in the chat room and I'm calling from Cincinnati. Hey, Vivian, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. What's on your mind? Well, it's the first time I've heard your show, and I've been listening because it's very interesting to me. Um, I'm not black, but I grew up. Being the minority, <laughs> if you want to go okay. there, if you want to say it that way. So it's like all of the things that you're, you're talking about, like I can understand from like being in it, but I'm not, it, it's never affected me. Like because the way I grew up, I was called. I got really, really pale skin, and I had black hair and green eyes. And so they call me Casper, you know. And so I did never ever take that as a, as a you know, disrespect or anything. That's just how, you know, they they like, oh, you talk to Casper, yeah, Casper, blah, blah, blah. But it's like I don't, I don't know if, if things have changed drastically lately or something because, like, all my friends and, like, all my friends and people I grew up with in school and stuff, like, this was not such a huge issue, and it, like, I don't, 
it just makes me sad because, like, ever, like, you know, like I said in the chat, like, the most vicious things that I ever hear and see are, like, other black girls going at other black, like, at the mall and stuff, like, like, people that don't know each other. And it's just, I don't well, I, I, I don't, I don't understand I do, I, it. Well, Vivian, I and do hear you. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I just, like, it's, it's just, it, it breaks my heart because I'm like, you know, I don't see, I, I don't see, oh, you're light-skinned, oh, you're dark-skinned. I just see, oh, you're pretty or, oh, you're a mean person or something like that. But I just, I guess that's just because, like, I grew up with a whole bunch of different people. Well, and let me let so, me say this. Let, let me say this, uh, Vivian. I want you to uh, collect your thoughts more on what you were trying to say. But, but while you're trying to get a grip to that, let me just comment on something you said earlier. You said the most vicious, you, you wrote this in the chat room. You said mm-hmm. the most vicious things I hear and see are black girls against other black girls. Yeah. This is this 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 is us acting out white supremacist lies. Let me explain what I mean by that. You didn't obviously, hopefully, I would think not produce the lies, but people that look similar to you went ahead of you. You probably want peace on earth just like I do. You might be the nicest girl in Cincinnati. I'm, I used to live in I used to live in Cincinnati, and I probably bypass you. You're probably a really nice person. But what I'm saying to you is powerful people who know exactly what that dark skin is all about. There is a jealousy by them that know real history. There is a jealousy, I believe, by them that know the real history. There is a vendetta, I believe, by those that know real history. I'm talking about Masons and people that run our world. They know exactly who we are. They know exactly what that dark skin represents. They know exactly that the Most High, when he decided to make man, he made them of the dark dirt of the, of the, of the, of the ground. They know that. And they look in the mirror and they don't have the dark skin that that dirt represents. And there's a jealousy and there's an anger, and they start these vicious lies because Satan put it in their heart. And they start these lies, and when we black women, black men hear these lies, we start to self-destruct. The black skin has no value, but the white skin does. So they constantly make white beautiful, soft, pretty, and black Negative, black alley, black this, black dirty. You know, they constantly make it negative. So it's no wonder you see black girls trying to tear their head off. And you're going to constantly see it because, as you heard from the previous caller, and she made a lot of good points, and she's going to come back, hopefully, if she don't mind sharing a little bit more. But a lot of black people just don't feel like that's the problem. It ain't. It ain't nothing we really need to talk about. So if, if people, intelligent people, don't want to talk about it, and you got weird people like myself to do, then 
Anybody want to talk about it? But yeah, we got this pain. Yes, yeah, we got this problem. Yeah, we got these girls, like you said, trying to tear their heads off. Now, if I walk into them girls fighting and say, "What y'all fighting about?" They ain't gonna say, "Cause she black and I'm black." It ain't that obvious. They just gonna just say, "Cause she want my man or she did this or she stepped on my tennis shoes." It's gonna be something stupid. But, but yeah, but it's when you get something to the, that is dumb and just superficial. But right, but I'm what, I'm, what I'm trying to say, no, no, but what I'm trying to say is you ever wonder why Africans from Africa don't do that? Africans from Africa directly, not African-Americans, but Africans don't do that? You ever oh, wonder why right. uh, yeah. Asians don't do that? So why is African-Americans behaving like animals in in some circles versus other immigrants that don't have that? It's because... Africans are taught who they are. Can't lie to them and tell them they're from nothing. They know who they are. They have a healthy stuff to see. But black America has been brainwashed, along with white America, that black skin has no value. And that's why white and black folks act like animals, really. White people might not fight like these They actually do fight like these girls. They do more sophisticated. I was going to say, you'd be surprised how white girls look at other white girls like like me, for example, I'm like very, like very, very pale. Like I can't even buy makeup in the store. I have to special order. I'm soup. I'm like powder. <laughs> I'm, and that's just like that's because I'm. I am. I am fifty percent German and fifty percent Russian. Like my both my families off the boat, and um, they will come at me and think that you know I'm. I'm I'm weird and I'm like trying to be a vampire because I'm because I'm because they just automatically assume I've got black hair and I've got these like I've got bright green eyes but I'm really pale and they'll come at me starting with me like it's just why I don't I don't ever comment people like with anything but respect and and so like it's it's just it's it's exhausting. I'm, I'm going to tell you something, Vivian. I'm going to tell you something. If you understand this, and I hope everybody is listening to what I'm about to say to her, until you understand who black people are in this country, you will never understand why they act the way they act. And it's going to sound really, 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 let me, let me explain something. Because mm-hmm. different, some of the greatest minds have tried to tackle this 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 this, this equation and do have not come up with a solution. Black folks is Israel. They're the true Israelites. They're the true Jews. And the Bible says that you, speaking of this nation, will not be able to rise. Will not be able to rise unless this nation turned to him. Now, other nations he didn't say that about. Why this nation? Why did he say that about this nation? Or why did he say this about the Jews? Because he gave to them the oracles, the promises, the the laws. He he opened the Red Sea. He did so many miracles for this group, small, tiny group of people. And he said all he wanted them to do was pass down the heritage, the laws, the feast days. They were supposed to continue to teach their children because Israel the Jews are supposed to be an example to the world of how you please the Father, how not 
to please how what not to do with the father we're we're supposed to be like a bible that other people read because they don't initially they didn't read the bible so they read the jews that's how they learned about the the, the most high most of these nations learn about god through watching jews not the people over the Israel today if you think about the people over in Israel today I have nothing to do with that conversation. I'm talking about who I believe are the true chosen Israelites, who the Bible says I will scatter you among all nations. What white people is only 10% of the world's population. They're not scattered among all people. They're too small. So they can't be Israel. So what am I saying? I know it's a little bit complicated probably to you, maybe. But I'm saying this to you. I got you. Well, Vivian, what I'm saying to you is this. Until you understand you are looking at Israelites, and the Bible says that blood will touch blood. In other words, Moses in Deuteronomy 28, which is one of the books of the Bible. If you don't know that, you probably know it. But Deuteronomy 28, especially verse 46, Moses said, These blessings will be upon you forever, Israel, if you obey. Or these curses will be upon you forever if you disobey. So if we want to know who the real Jews are, you got to look at those blessings and curses. But one of the curses uh, in the Bible, actually this is not in Deuteronomy 28, but that's still a good place to go to look for a lot of them. <laughs> one of the things he said, one of the things he said was, blood will touch blood. Blood will touch blood. What that means is family will fight family. Now, whatever Israel do, whatever Israel do, when they're fulfilling the prophecies of the curses, other nations may do it a little, but they're going to live like this. Even the standing on the corners is, is addressed. Even standing on the corners is addressed in the Bible with regards to Israel doing just that. It says your young men have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as wild bulls in a net. Talk about how angry they are. This is Isaiah 51. Let me just find it here. My, so what am I trying to say to you? What am I saying to you? I'm saying you are looking at Israel. You are looking at prophecy being fulfilled to a nation that is rebellious. Now, somebody might say, well, I know a lot of uh, so-called black people don't like what I'm saying because it sounds like I'm cursing us as a people. But look at us. We are fulfilling all of Deuteronomy 28 curses. We are living those curses out in Leviticus 26. And by the way, uh, to Roz, we never did discuss Leviticus 13 and 3, so I've got to have you back on the line for that, if nothing else, Roz, if you don't mind. I want to make sure I keep my word. I said I would talk to you about that. But uh, if Leviticus... All that you see these black folks doing from standing on the corner. Now, I'm not talking about some stupid something that you see one or two black people do. I'm talking about when you see millions of black folks constantly doing this, and it is an international trend. It's a trend that we do all across the country. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. You just tell me what it is you see them doing. I can tell you the scripture where it says that Israel would do it. I'm telling you, when you understand Hebrew, true Hebrew culture, not that stuff in Israel, no disrespect to the Jews, so-called Jews, which I don't think they're Jews by bloodline, I think they're Jews by religion, but no disrespect to them. 
But if you look at Isaiah 51 and 20, it says, Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. Hold up. If they fainted, thy sons have fainted, how can they be wild? It can't mean fainted like we think fainted mean. It has to mean fainted in their minds. So listen how it, sh- how it could read in our vernacular today. Thou sons have fainted in their minds. They lie at the head of all the streets. Well, what does it mean by they lie at the head of all the streets? If they land down, how can they be wild? Because they're not, this- they're not gonna they're not gonna go by social norms and what you're supposed to. You got to go by what is in your heart and what you believe and what your belief tells you. Well, that could be it, but it says they lie at the head of all mm-hmm. the streets. What's the head of a street? Thy son have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets. What's the head of a street? Well, everybody I ask that question say, well, the head of a street has to be a corner. Thy sons have fainted in their minds. They lie at the head of street corners. Well, they're not lying down, so what does it mean? Lie means you're not going nowhere. You're lounging. You're laying down. You're not you're not moving. Because if they are wild bull, I want you to hear me out and check this out. Thy sons have fainted. This is Isaiah 51 and 20. Isaiah 51 and 20. Thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. They are full of anger, full of the fury of the Lord. Man, say fury of the Lord, and that's what throws people off because when they say fury of the Lord, they think, oh, this is God. But it says anger, furious anger, serious anger. I mean, that's the worst anger you can have is fury. So it's talking about the sons is full of this anger. This mm-hmm. anger, and then, then the end of the verse says the rebuke of thy God, the rebuke of thy God. So the whole scripture reads, thy sons have fainted. They lie at the head of all the streets as a wild bull in a net. They are full of the fury of the Lord, the rebuke. Mm-hmm. So this is a rebuke of the father to his children, to his nation, through their young men, because they were never there for him. These young men are lying, are hanging out at these corners. These young men are hanging out at these corners full of anger, and they are wild, and there is this net. The net is the system. So what am I trying to say to you? There is all types of behaviors that we're doing as a people, and Vivian, you happen to call tonight, and I appreciate the call, you are saying you have frustrations with black women constantly fighting themselves. I'm not frustrated. I have sadness. Like, I am, like, whatever, like, is said about me, I'm confident enough to be okay with, to take that on. But I know that some people, you know, like, they don't have a proper support system. They are not strong enough to resist temptation. And, you know, that stuff just tears you down. It just takes you into a spiral. And, you, like, what what you were just quoting, it's like how I feel that that relates in today's society especially is that 
you know, people have come to this breaking point in their mind of what they've been told their whole life of what they're supposed to be. But the thing is, people have been disrespecting everything that that the real teaching is saying, and it's been it's been just diluted, diluted, and like the quote unquote morals of society is you can't go by every you know moral of society and hold true to your true beliefs at the same time. And with the fury of God, that's the fury of God saying you have to you have to be stronger than that. You have to be that wild you have to be wild. You are in a net. You have to break free of being held responsible to these false authority morals that, you know, the people have put on you to try to keep you in line, the government, for example, and other stuff like that. And it's like you don't, you in the end, you answer to God. You have to be true to what your faith is. And you should be mad. You should, and people should be mad, furious if someone tells them that, like, they cannot practice their religion or what they believe is wrong. No, 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 no. I, I just don't. I, I can't get behind that. And so. Well, let me say this, and I I appreciate. Well, let me say this, and I appreciate your spirit. You, you just seem to have a very. Child, you sound very young. Maybe that's what I'm feeling, but it just seems you really do care about people. You know, you could have came on here and blasted those. You could have came on here and blasted those girls, but you you really got a heart for them. Let me just say this to you, and it's gonna be loaded, but I'm gonna say it to you, and I'm saying it to everybody. And it is what I said earlier. You will never understand black people until. You use this key. Next time you're trying to understand us as a people, just take this key I'm saying and put it away because it probably sounds crazy. Put it away. Brother Seth is just cuckoo. Put it away. But try it. Try the key. Say, well, what if they are Israelites? And just look at the prophecies. Next time you hear somebody talk about Israel, just slide in black people as the true Jews and listen to the same prophecy, nothing, nothing, nothing in the Bible is going to make sense as long as you're using the people of Israel today. No hatred for them. I love them as humans, but they have not fulfilled scriptures. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, verse 68, that Israel will be put in ships, taken somewhere, sold as slaves. And... It says Egypt, taken to Egypt. But I like to just say taken, just the fact that they're going to be taken because people argue about what is Egypt. The fact, the fact that it said that Israel was going to be put in ships and taken anywhere and sold as slaves is my main point. Who went through that? The Jews didn't go through that. It's right in your face. It's right in my face. The Bible also says in Deuteronomy 28 that this nation called Israel, Moses is talking to them in Deuteronomy uh, 46. He said, 
Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, he said, these blessings and curses are going to be upon you forever. So when you when he says to them, you shall have wives, but another nation is going to come lay with your women. Who went through that? Where a whole nation of women had a whole nation of men come lay with them. The Jews didn't go through that. The only thing the so-called Jews have been through is the Holocaust. And why it was a hell of a cost that they paid, I know people argue that it didn't exist, but I'm not going to even go down that road. I'm just going to say it was serious what they went through. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened or nothing, but it was very serious. But as great as that is, and that is the main reason people call them Jews, because of the Holocaust. But do you know the Holocaust is nowhere in the Bible? Something that major should be in the Bible. And you got these people every day walking around you at school, fighting in front of you, that's living all, all of the prophecies right in front of you. And we can't see them because we're so brainwashed that dark girls, dark boys, dark men, dark women is a curse, is a byproduct, is an afterthought. They're not in history because history has been whitewashed. They've taken whites, not you, not probably nobody in your family, but some people with power that happens to be white skin take it upon themselves to go knock off the nose of the Sphinx, burn down libraries in Alexandria, hide history, lie about history, and brainwash innocent people like yourself to think that Africa ain't doing nothing, but as like the young men said on yesterday, producing basic shit. Those were his exact words, not mine. All Africa doing is producing basic shit. They don't have no inventions, no this, no that, which I, is a complete I lie. I don't believe that, though. Oh, that's good. No, I mean, I, don't think you I, I, might, I might sound young, but I'm a little bit older than you might think, and I'm actually a nurse, and um, so I think that gives me more insight into seeing people for, like, I see everybody as, you know, everybody is my people, you know? Like, I don't, if somebody's hurt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix them. I don't, I just can't. I know that me, it sounds naive to say that I think that it's, it it might be um, frustrating for other people who have, like, a really, like, sense of whatever it is they call national or ethnic pride or whatever. But, I mean, I have my own pride in where I came from, and I know where I, where I came from, and I like to learn about every other cultures, too, and I like to um, immerse myself in as much knowledge as I possibly can. And, like, I don't ever want to stop learning, and I think that well, everybody no. has something to give to no, me. No, and I, and I believe you. I was just quoting a guy on yesterday, Mr. Thomas, that was on the show, spent a lot of time on the, on, the, on the phone lines, and he basically just said nothing has come out of Africa in the last 200 years and but a bunch of basic shit. And I let him know, even if you were right, 
We could use some basic shit. We can use speaking. We can use, hello, Marie, how are you doing? It's so good to see you. Okay, you may make fun of They don't have nothing they this and that. But what's wrong with speaking? Africa have more joy. Every photo you see of Africans, even if they ain't on camera, to me, most of them are them smiling. You know, yeah. so some of this basic stuff, so America could use a revival of basic shit. So call, I'm using his words, not mine. America use, can use a revival of just basic stuff, sitting down at the table with your kids. How you doing? You know, father, yeah. daddy, father, mother, mother at one head of the table, daddy at the other, kids. That's some basic stuff. The, America could use getting up speaking, young people speaking to older people. That's some basic stuff. Forget iPads. Put a halt on all that technology, all these little toys. We could use some yeah. basic stuff. But he's talking about, well, you know, I'll, trying to quote all these black professors and see if he knew people like, you know, uh, Ivan Van Sertum and all these people. He was like, I don't know them. They're just professors. They're, what do you mean just professors? They didn't invent nothing. They didn't make any country society. How can you say a college professor, not you, not you, Vivian, but how can a person say a college professor is not doing something worthwhile, especially if he's teaching history? Well, we can all have a respect more for other cultures, you know. So all yeah. I'm saying, I know that I know that was him, and that all this is not you. But back to dark girls. Dark girls, there's a reason they are fighting, and you're seeing this, and it's hurting your heart. Number one, it should hurt your heart because mm-hmm. because there is pain. Those girls really, in order to fight another person look like you, a lot of things have to be missing. A lot of things have to be missing. No matter how mad you get, Vivian, of another white girl, I guarantee you ain't going to go to blows like those sisters did. I guarantee you, unless they're taking your man or something really serious. And the black, white girl that you do see fighting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out here and shalom, my brother, uh, to shalom to Wayward. I guarantee you that when you do see those white girls fight, I'm just going to jump out. I live in Cincinnati, and I've seen a little bit of that too. I bet you're talking about white girls that's acting black or that's from low income or something like that. I'm saying that it's not prevalent among whites to behave like that. That's kind of self-hate. Now, there is another kind of hatred that they have where they'll go on the other side of the world and bomb the hell out of a, a nation, killing babies, kids, and everything, come back, and we want to pin medals on them. I mean, there's that going on for real. That they, they, There's some killing. There's a whole lot of blood slaying, blood shedding among our, our white brothers and sisters. But none of this, I mean, you know, and to me that's worse, a hundred times worse than the sisters fighting themselves. But I'm just trying to show when you. you that we are, we are living. I'm here. Yes. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Yeah. I was gonna say. I'm sorry. There's, that's okay. I was gonna say in response to that when you get down and you get into like like the country folk, white people, like rednecks, for lack of a better term, they go at it just 
the same light. Like, you, if you look, if you if you look at them wrong, like I don't even. I, I I'm, well, well, listen. I'm not, let, I'm let me not, do this. Let me do this. Not, let me do this because I'm. I, as much as I love to talk to you, I mean, I, I don't want people to, to get upset because people always accuse me. You let your call, call, callers talk too long. So let me just say this, and I want you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you last words, but let me just say this real quick. If it's poverty, no matter where it is, you're gonna see them same people killing each other. They talk sure. about the black on black crime, but white people kill white people. Asians kill Asians. People generally kill of their own community, kill their own community as a rule. But it's a big deal when we do it. But I still say this. I still say this. Look at African Americans. And when you see us acting unique, go to the scriptures. And I guarantee you, you will say, wow, these people are fulfilling prophecy. And you, along with anybody else the so-called white, can live for the next hundred years, and no matter how many problems you have, you will not fulfill the prophecies in Deuteronomy 28 or Leviticus 26. You may do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but we are living out those prophecies. Folks keep trying to tell me, oh, Seth, you need to do this, you need to quit talking about that, you need to do that. But the bottom line is, what am I supposed to do when I'm looking every day at people that is fulfilling these unique and they are unique, these unique, specific characteristics. They're living them out. What are we supposed to do with that? Hispanics are not living them out like that. And if there are some people living out these same prophecies, they're nothing more than one of our sister tribes because there were 12 tribes scattered to the four corners. So there may be some people in South Africa acting like us, South America acting like us, China acting like us. That's just another tribe of Israel. But I'm talking about you will not see globally this behavior among all people. So when you see those sisters fighting, just say that's just Jacob misbehaving. Because <laughs> Jacob is another word for Israel or Jews. Just say that's mm-hmm. Jacob misbehaving. And I'm going to tell you one more thing, and I'm going to give you about a 30-second rebu- uh, reply, and then I want to move on to uh, something else. Real quick, I am suggesting to you and other people that think I'm cuckoo for saying we are one of the lost tribes to go into the archive of Five Smooth Stones, the show you listen to, and go start with the very oldest message where I start out elementary, like, I break it down, all the way down, letting people know who we are as a people. Folks can say what they want to say about African Americans. They can talk about the Egyptians and this and that. There's a whole bunch of talk about who we are as a people. But we are living out clearly the prophecy set forth in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, and throughout the whole Old Testament. We're living, and new, we're living out these. How can you argue not you per se, but how can a person argue when we're sitting up wearing it? Our young people is acting the way it said they would act. Our old people is acting the way it said they would act. Our ministers are acting the way they said they would act. We've been dispersed in ships like we said we would. We've been diluted by the Europeans coming and laying with our foremothers and sisters and aunts. Just like it said, we, our young men is locked up in prison. Just like it said, we're not enjoying our labor. Just like it said, and on, I can go and on and on and on and on. Every nation can't say that. 
Every nation had went through all that. Everybody wasn't put in ships. One nation says you will be a byword, a proverb, a shaking of the head among the nations. A byword, a proverb. People will look at you and say a proverb. Here's one right here. If you want to hide something, put it in the library from black folks. When they say black folks, they're talking African-Americans. They're not talking about Africans because you, you, can't, you can't hide them from no Africans. They show sure enough to read. They read just like Chinese read. But African-Americans, it's true. You want to hide something, put it in the book. Because according to our culture and the oppression we're going through, a lot of us don't read. So I'm saying you will be a byword, a proverb, a shaking of the head among the nations. Go ahead and, and, and give me a last reply, please. Um, Someone, I don't think you're crazy. And I'm familiar with some of the points that you brought up, but what concerns me most is do you think that I'm ultimately doomed? You? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I think, and I'm not just trying to make you feel good because I'm one of those persons, I will tell you, no, I think you've got the spirit of Satan. I tell you that all the time if I think they do. But what I'm saying is no, 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 no. I long to see people like you. I want people like you living around me. I want people like you. People like you are invited to my house. People are all on the white people. No, no, no. I don't look at color so much as I look at character. Yes, I prefer people that look like me because, you know, I have to do a lot of explaining. But there are some so-called white people or so-called Hispanic people that have the spirit of Christ. And they are far more welcome than anybody that looks like me with the spirit of the enemy. Okay. Because I, I, like like you said, like I'm not the color of the earth. And, I mean, unless you want to look at the snow. You may, not be the color, <laughs> you, you, you may not be the color of the earth. You said you're pale white. But you come from people, and that's not, uh, point for me. You are spirit. I'm a spirit. But I'm talking about your skin evolution, not your spirit. Your spirit could be superior in righteousness, or you could be walking more with the Father than I do. That means you are better in a better state spiritually than I am. We're not talking about you, the person. We're talking about your body. Your white skin is a is is a recessive trait from. Uh, 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 mel- a melanated person, a more melanated person. But then again, you could have more hair, and that melanated person could be balding in the scalp, which means with regards to hair, they're in a recessive trait. Maybe you got black eyes, and that black person might have brown eyes. If that black person got brown eyes and your eyes is black, some kind of way, they kind of be odd, but it, it can happen. Black eyes is are more of a superior, more original Adamic state because black eyes produce all eyes. Black hair produce all hair. Dark skin produce all skin. So we, we a lot of these traits, we don't have it all. I've never seen somebody with black eyes, uh, uh, blue-black skin, or look like uh, the dark soil skin. And uh, you don't see it all in one person pretty much. It's rare. Yeah. Might scare you if you saw. Might scare you if you saw. You saw it in one person. But I do believe that's how Eve looked. I do believe that's how Adam looked. I used to say that Adam and Eve was brown, 
and that they got black, like African black through the sun. But I don't believe that because there are people born out of these, they, it's babies jet black, blue black, as they say, babies. So if they come mm-hmm. out that dark, that dark, that means somebody with a dark genes, uh, the, the melanated, fully melanated, can only produce those kinds of babies. And brown skin people can't do it. So even brown skin is a recessive to the black. This is science. I wish I had some big words to throw out there and confuse everybody, but I don't. So all I'm well, saying I, is this is just. I understand the recessive genes and the traits and stuff and how that can evolve over time, and it's it, and that's like why it kind of it kind of throws me because I have jet black hair and I've got bright green eyes and this this powder white skin and I'm the only one in my family who does. Like they all have black hair. And they have, like, darker eyes, but I'm the only but one of them that has the real light skin and the real light green eyes. But well, that's just, I don't well, know. You, you are just, we all have different levels of pigmentation. And where your hair is, you on, your hair is on the strong side, your skin is on the recessive side. My hair is on the strong side, but my eyes are on the recessive side. I'm just saying, but it is true that white-skinned people come from black people. That's why whites have more problems with their eyes and wear more glasses, you know, and they they more they have more problems with their eyes. I was talking to an eye doctor once about this when I first found out about this old recessive thing, and he said, yeah, it's true. But he got offended because he saw where I was going where he got offended and then the, the, the side of him here, he said, well, you trying to say I'm an albino? I said, I'm not trying to say you're an albino. I'm just trying to see. I asked him, my question to him was, do white people, I knew that they did, but I want, I like to quote professionals. I like getting top institutions and think tanks to back up what I'm saying. And that way, when I say that such and such institute says, people back down when I say, but when I say it, they feel like, oh, that's just your opinion. When I say something on this show over and over and over again, like this whole leprosy thing, this stuff is Bible. It's the real deal. In the book of the Bible, in the Bible, white skin is not favorably spoken of. That don't mean that the white-skinned spirit, the person, Vivian, the person is not good spoken of. It's just simply saying that white skin is an evolution from dark skin. Did you know in Bible days that priests or prophets curse people white? Oh, yeah. It's still going on in tribes in Africa right now. No, 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 no. You don't hear what I hear. You didn't hear what I said. You're talking about Tanzania. No, no, no. I'm saying prophets curse dark-skinned people, and they turn white. They lost the pigmentation. It was a big deal to lose your pigmentation. Losing your pigmentation, the sun will kill you or can kill you. You got to be very careful walking out in the sun without pigmentation. But if you have melanin or a proper balance of melanin, it's amazing what the sun do, do with your skin. It's amazing. I don't like it when people say the sun, the melanin protects you from the sun. I don't like it like, it's, like the sun is the enemy. The sun is just the sun. It's, a, it's as natural as you get. But not having pigmentation, the sun can kill you because you're not in it's your natural state of atom. And it's not just, it's not just white people, light-skinned people, and if you're recessive with your eyes, your 
the sun can cause problems with your eyes, or other things can happen if you are recessive with your eyes, or recessive with your hair, or recessive. Any type of recessive anything causes all kind of diseases and problems. So I said all to say, don't feel bad if you white or if you got brown eyes or, 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 or blue eyes, because actually brown eyes is, is melanated, more melanated than blue. But, I mean, if you got real light eyes and can't look at the sun or whatever the problem is, Christ have come, Vivian, Christ have come. And he has made us righteous through shedding his blood for our sins. Our sins have been taken away past, present, and future. All we have to do is accept Christ. So because Christ has come, Vivian, none of these things really affect us spiritually. But physically, oh, yes. Oh, yes. People are dying every day because they don't have uh, lots of melanin. So this show, and I'm going to move on, but this show is to highlight the glory of melanin, but not so much melanin people. Hold your heads up. This is the black show tonight. No. No. And then again, hell no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about melanin all by itself. None of us have the power to get it or possibly lose it. I'm just talking about what it is, how it's in plants and animals. And we need yeah. it to survive like the air we breathe. And those of us that have it, so. Those of us that don't have it, so. It don't make me no better than you. If you seek the most high and you have a good heart, you are far better off than this guy holding this microphone. So what I'm saying to you, I applaud you, young lady, for being caring about my sisters and caring about their struggles. I really do. And no, I don't have no beef with you, for real, honest. So let me move on, and if you have another question later on, I want you to, when I put you on, I want you to press 1 again, and uh, and that way your hand will go down. When you all talk, press 1 again so your hand can go down, and then when you want to comment again later, press it again. Okay, so I'm going to put you on hold now. Doing a good talking to you all from Cincinnati. And if you have any other comments, come on again, please, a little later on. All right? Thank you. All right. Now, that was a sweetie pie there. I welcome. Or if I can have everybody just talk like her or Sister Roz earlier. I would like to do these blogs even more, but I don't get these types of people very often. But I, I, I apologize to let her talk so long. But, you know, she got something to say. I'm looking for people that's trying to do, that's trying to please the most high, people that's trying to make the world a better place. Um, I want to say a few more things, and then I'm going to uh, – Bring on Sister Roz again. Uh, hopefully she won't mind me. She, I did want to answer her question about Leviticus 13. And uh, But tonight we're talking about dark girls, folks. Uh, we're talking about dark girls. We're talking about melanated girls, melanated boys, melanated adults. And we're talking about the, the glory of melanin. It don't make that person all of that. You can be a devil and full of melanin. Straight going to hell. The enemy of the faith. And you can be as light and white as our sister Vivian with that black hair and be a part of the solution. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You sure can be. So uh, I don't really know her that well, but if she was serious, and I think she was, that woman is a part of the solution as far as I'm concerned. 
right? So let's do this. Let me just take a quick little short break, and I'll be right back, and we're going to get into some stuff. Y'all got to hear what I'm about to say. Uh, uh, and Vivian, you are welcome. So folks will be right back. I've got some, I'm telling y'all, y'all be not going nowhere. You thank you for some in part one and two. Watch this. We'll be right back. Okay, we'll let that play in the back. That's Bobby Dubland saying, ain't no love. Well, I think it's fun, but it sure ain't enough for the dark boys. Dark boys. The dark adults. What is going on in our world where we've gotten so brainwashed into thinking that white skin is superior White skin is smoother. The blonde hair, uh, the excessive trait, is prettier than black hair. Where do we get off thinking blue eyes is better than the daddy of all eyes, black eyes? I know it's rare to see, but they're out there. Most High created these traits full of melanin. And for white supremacists, representing a people that's only 10% of the world's population, to tell the 90% that dark skin is a curse and helm 
was cursed to be black, Moses' son, and that's why people are black. Then you got the bell curve, and you got all these white supremacists, again, from a people that's only, the United Nations say 9%, but most stats say 10% of the world's population. Then you have people come on the air like our brother Thomas on yesterday saying, Africa ain't done nothing in the last 200 years but create basic shit. This is what happens. A lot of you don't know this. A lot of you don't know this. But I actually was doing a show earlier, and the minute when my show went to two hours, it went off. Blog talk just cut me off. Every time I cover racism and things like this, I have all these weird things happening. So, and I'm coming at you, Roz and Reno, here in a second. So, people don't like it. uh, I'm telling you, our sister Vivian is a rare breed. Normally, white people on the show, they either want to take over or they want to tell you how you don't know nothing. So, sister, no, I don't have problems with you. So, I've got some things I want to read here. I'm just going to first read all this because I've done three shows. This is my third one. I told you I was doing a show early today. About an hour ago, I got disconnected, and I decided to create another show. So I literally am doing two shows in one night. So, and I see you there uh, leaving your comments in the chat room. Uh, so we had a, a house full of all those people that was listening earlier wanted to keep listening now. They don't even know I'm doing this show because once I got kicked off about, uh, what was it, about one thirty tonight, they, you know, they went away. So hopefully they'll see this third show. So I'm going to read this. These papers, and then I'm going to go to, to uh, Sister Vivian. Okay? I wrote this earlier, and I said, there's some elephants in the room. Number one, we need to ask ourselves, who's talking about these dark girls? Who's behind all this? Well, we know who's behind it, white supremacy. And who's behind white supremacy? Satan. And who's behind Satan? Y'all ready for this? You ready for this? The Most High. Because the Most High told through his servant Moses that Israel, if you don't obey, you will serve. This is the exact scripture. Some of y'all going to make this make the scripture up. Listen to this. He said, Israel, if you don't disobey, and I'm looking up right now, He said, I am going to provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. That don't mean they're not a human being. That means they're not a famous people, an established people. And these were the people coming from the north country. This is the most high using Europeans. I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. Romans 10 and 19, Deuteronomy 32 and 21. I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. It don't mean they're not human beings, these people that the Most High was going to use to chastise Israel. 
It just means that there wasn't an established people. One more time, Romans 10 and 19. The Most High speaking through Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. By a foolish nation, I will anger you. Deuteronomy 32. They, speaking of Israel, have moved me to jealousy by those that are no people. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not godly. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. Let me back up, back up. That was 1019 and said I was provoking to jealousy by those that are not a people. Okay? Uh, let me see here. And then let's see if we can find that again in the scriptures. I know I saw it again. Anyway, and then other other scriptures where the, where the father's talking about Israel provoking, but that was Romans ten and nineteen. Okay, so Romans uh, Deuteronomy thirty two and twenty one is saying something else. But anyway, ten and nineteen is ten and nineteen, and it says again, for Moses said, "I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people." Talking about what the father would do, it says, "And by a foolish nation I will anger you." So Europeans, and then Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 talks about how the Most High will call all of the families of the north, all of the families of the north. What's north of Israel? Europe. The Most High said, I'm going to read this to y'all, because some of y'all need to understand, like Vivian, she said it out of her own mouth, and a lot of y'all, she ain't the only one. A lot of us don't understand why our people have this attitude. Sisters trying to kill each other. Watch this, folks. Listen to the scripture. This is in your Bible. You might as well turn because you ain't going to believe me. You're going to think I'm making this up. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1. Check this out. No, I'm not going to believe this. Verse 14. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north, What's north of Israel? These people is in Israel. What is north of Israel? Now, it's nothing but white people. Listen to this. Then it was the white people farming as a nation. Out of the north, and evil shall break forth among all inhabitants of the land. For, lo, I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north. What's the families of the kingdoms of the north? Well, now they're called Switzerland, Germany, Britain. Listen to this. For lo, I will call all of the families of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering at the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof, and against all the cities thereof. And I will utter my judgments against them, talking about Israel, touching all of their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods and worshiped the works of their own hands. So here the Bible is talking about how the Father will call all of Europe down to Israel, 
chastises people. Later on, he talks about how he's going to disperse those people throughout the four corners. Now, some people argue this and say, Brother Seth, that's some good reading. But that's ancient, bunchy, mumbo-jumbo. They don't have nothing to do with us in Deuteronomy. They don't have, excuse me, they don't have nothing to do with us in 2013. That's a bunch of ancient mumbo-jumbo. Well, remember, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, Moses said, these things are going to be upon you forever, forever, forever. Israel's prophecies, whatever you read, whenever you read the Bible, you see Israel going through anything. Any ancient so-called mumbo-jumbo stuff you see in the Bible that you see, remember, that stuff is going to repeat forever. If you see the nation of Israel being taken into captivity, that's going to happen again if they disobey. If you see them come out of captivity, the, the Father delivered them, that's going to happen too. They're not just going to be cursed, cursed, cursed. We're talking about the nation. Now, some of y'all Christians are very smart. You're very knowledgeable. You know about the new covenant. You know about Christ. And you say, hold up now, wait a minute, Christ delivered us from all that. This is what Christ did. He offered his body, he offered his his soul. He, all, he was a sacrifice for us, wiping away our sins. Now, we don't have to go through a priest. Catholics, y'all hear me. You don't have to go through a priest. You can go to the Holy of Holies in your heart. Communicate with the Father like Adam used to do. Now, one day, we would see with our eyeballs, this kingdom where we will walk with the Father and the Son on this planet after it's been restored, destroyed and restored, I should say. So I want you all to know Christ came that individually we can have the peace, the joy, and all the things that the scriptures talk about individually. But I'm not talking about individualism. I'm talking about what the nation of Israel will go through. Remember, when Israel was in captivity, there was individuals that was enjoying high blessings from the Most High. So we're not blessed, cursed individually if we obey. We're talking about our nation. While we don't have, uh, while we can't come together, like the sister was saying, all these sisters fighting, while we can't come together and, and be able to do these things and that things collectively, and I'm not just talking about finances. Everybody get on my nerves talking about money, money, money. You know, yeah, we need to have black banks and this and that and the other. Yes, yes, yes. That's foolish just not to do that. But that is not that make up a nation, banks and money and having your own economic base. That is not what make up a nation. We have a moral problem as a nation. We have a moral problem as a nation. We have a moral problem as a nation within this nation. And, and, and something else I want to tell you, we have a moral problem as a nation within this nation. If we cared and loved each other a little bit more, like this sister was just talking about, Sister Velvet, I mean Sister uh, uh, Vivian, and didn't have this hatred, trust me, if we need a bank, it wouldn't take all day, all year. If we need a strong economic base, it would just happen without even thinking about it. It would just be the thing to do. If we have such love and respect with, for each other, other nations might want to say, I want to do business with them. We don't have an economic problem. We do and we don't. The economics is not there because we're just scattered in the mind. We're not together. Black folks, African Americans have a moral problem. It ain't just African Americans. Oh, you think we got a moral problem. Europeans, white people have a moral problem. 
I mean, how would you like to have money and you ain't together? How would you like to run the corporations and you're still jumping out bridges killing yourself? Why we want to be like them, I don't know. We all as humanity need to be like Christ. Fool it with the money and the technology and the the the, the number one armies and the I am so not impressed. They have a moral problem. I want to see my nation of Israel. I love all nations. Like the sister that was in stone, I love that sister. Whether she believe me or not, I'm very serious. I love all people. But make no qualms about it. I love Israel first. I love my people first. Just like it's natural to love your own house, your own husband and kids first. And you love everybody else. You love everybody else. You don't hate nobody. Nobody's better than nobody. But I care about my nation first. Oh, Israel, like Paul, the Apostle Paul, my heart goes out to Israel. And I ain't trying to build no economic base. I'm trying to get us in a moral state. If we can get the moral right, the money going to come. The scripture says it like this. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things, it was talking about finances in that chapter. And all of these things, it was talking about finances in that chapter, will be added. I'm not on no mission to get African Americans economic base. The last thing the Most High is going to allow is Israel to become wealthy without him. He said he's not going to allow us to rise because he already knows what's going to happen if we rise without him and money. The worst thing you can do is give a heathen a billion dollars or two. The worst thing you can do is give a, 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 a deranged nation, just like the whole argument for uh, reparations. Jesse Jackson was right. If we get reparations, put it in education. You can't have no no nation that's baby, this infant in maturity. You can't hand them all no $75,000, We just will go into the press and just go buy more Cadillacs to make it more wealthy. Jesse was right. Let's put it in the education stipend where everybody get free education. So you got to be very careful trying to have an economic base and get more money without more morals, without more God, without more Christ, without more Yahweh. So I ain't on it. We don't need another dime. We need to say hello to your sister tomorrow and mean it. We need to ask next door neighbor, how you doing? We need to stop and help people. We need to help our own nation. We don't need no damn money. And I do, that's one time you can say the word damn. Damned money. We don't need it. Bible says it's hard for a rich man to enter. You want to put that on yourself too? You're barely making it end with your morals. And you want to make yourself rich on top of that and make it even harder? You know how money changed folk? They say money don't change and amplify what's inside of you. Well, that's true too, but it also changed some people. I want to run as far as I can from what white America got. I don't want nothing they got. And I don't mean to throw them all in one barrel. I don't mean that. Those that's living right, those that's living holy, those that's trying to please the most high, trying to help humanity, them my sisters and brothers, the real sisters and brothers. 
But these white folks that run these corporations, I'm not impressed by them. I'm not impressed by no Bill Gates and all these clowns that's sitting up poisoning the world and environment and all these policies that's destroying humanity. Please, I don't want my people doing it either. So before we get another dime, I want us to have a revival of morals. I would love to see black families, one black family, Lord help me, I was, if I would just love to see one black family, I walk in and, and there's a dad and there's a mom. I mean, I, I've got friends and I know I see them, but, I mean, I want to see it everywhere where they sitting down with their kids and having dinner at the table. Even in my home, let me just tell off on myself, I don't always, can't always accomplish that. See, our family is shredded. That's what's on my mind right now. Morals. So when we hear these foolishness like the white supremacists are trying to push that, you know, black is this and black is that, if we was more unified, we could shut that down so fast. But we so full of self-hate and divided, and, 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 and I know the Most High said these things will happen to Israel. I know he said it. This is why I want a moral thing. We first got to do Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Listen, Israel, talking to black folks right now. I'm talking to everybody. I want all of the people who listen, though. This is really for everybody. This is what, if you want to talk to your black brothers and sisters, those of you that consider yourself white, and you want to help the black man and the black woman, give this verse and walk away. If my people... This is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. This is what my number one wish is for our people, not no economic base. If my people, which are called by my name, that right there says Israel. Everybody, every nation ain't called by his name. I know the church try to use this scripture, but everybody's not called by his name. And by the way, name here don't mean Israel. It means character. If my people, which are called my character, called to be like me, shall humble themselves and pray, humble, humble. Most white America going to miss the boat on that one right there if they did try to fulfill the scripture because there's a whole lot of people that's just not humble among our white brothers and sisters because you get the money, the economic base, and you've got all this funds and money. First thing you do is evict the father out of your house. You don't really. You might say in God. You may because you're scared to death. You might put it on your money in God. We trust, but you don't trust in no father. You don't trust in Yahweh for real. This nation ain't had no in God. We tr- they ain't trusted God probably e- ever. It's just something to put on money. Shall humble themselves. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, humble. Humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. Those in the chat room, I just got a message. Y'all got to call the phone lines. Y'all don't get disconnected in 90 seconds. So you know how that works. Call the phone lines. Um, and y'all know it. Call the phone lines, 760-230-838. We're not going to go much longer on the show, so you might want to call. We're just going to probably go another 30 minutes at that. And then, But I got some things I hadn't read this list yet, and I hadn't talked with my friend. uh <laughs> Uh, out of Reno yet, so we got a couple more things to go. I'm doing her next. I'm gonna uh, actually I'm gonna read this next. I'm thinking about 
a minute, and then I'm going to talk to her. So real quick, if my people, I just posted that number on the phone, uh, on the chat room, call that number, else you're going to get, you're going to, it says 60 seconds now, so now you got like 45, 40. So call the number, 760-283-0838, so you won't be able to miss out on the show. You won't miss out. All right, if my people, which are calling my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, seek my face. Humble, pray, seek my face. Humble, pray, seek my face. And turn, that's the hard part, turn from the wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. Ten seconds, you got to move, folks. I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. He promised to heal our land. If you heal our land, if you give our sins, we're back as a nation. We're back strong. That's the solution for so-called African American, a a lost tribe of Israel. There's others. All right. So real quick, real quick, let me read this list. I'm telling y'all. Uh, all right, great. Everybody, just just continue listening. Like I said, we go about another thirty minutes. We're gonna wrap this up. I just want to holler at my sister Roz. You have to read this, and y'all gonna really like what I'm about to say. Let me read this real quick. I'm going to talk to her, and then I'm going to come back to this, and I'm sure you have one coming after if I read this list. This is the things I want to say. I'm just going to say them real quick, and we'll come back and talk about them later, okay? Number one, we need to find out, ask ourselves, like I said earlier, who is saying these things about dark-skinned people, melanated people? Where are these lies coming from? They're coming from 10% of the world's population, the most, the largest group of recessive people on the planet. Now, I'm not saying that whole group of people is, I'm not, you know, I'm just talking about these liars come from a group of people that's the most recessive. In other words, like the, have the least amount of pigmentation. That's where these lies are coming from. Why do they tell these lies? Check this out. They fear a black planet. They fear Black pride, so-called black. They fear melanated people having pride. They fear melanated people coming together because when they look in the mirror, they don't see melanin, and there's a hatred. There's bitterness probably against the most high. Not all whites fear have this. I'm talking about these liars that do have it, okay? I want to keep having to apologize here. They uh, fear melanated people being uh, having prosperous, uniting. And I'm going to tell you something. They also fear this. If the truth is told of who these melanated people are, their white daughters and their white sons might choose to marry melanated people. If that happens, the planet ceases to have little melanated people. That is what Dr. Francis Cress Welsing has been preaching forever. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, write that name down. She has a book going into this called, called the ISIS Papers. Very profound book. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing has talked about this forever. All right? And guess who else talks about it? The Ku Klux Klan and the White Aryan Resistance. That's why they love Farrakhan. Farrakhan wants separation from the races. So does the white supremacists. They love Farrakhan. They don't love him, but they like his philosophy. 
because they fear white genetic annihilation. So a lot of these lies come from that. We move on. No, y'all want to talk about that in a second. How can any people know without a teacher? Whenever did so-called black people learn the secrets of our dark melanin or dark skin? Never. We've never been taught by the Dr. Jewel Pukums of the world, J-E-W-E-L-L-P-O-O-K-R-U-M. And I have mentioned that woman's name a lot on all three of these shows, but she ain't the only one to talk about it. All these, uh, not all of them, but a lot of these black uh, scholars like Ivan Ben Sermon, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Ben Yakanan, a lot of them have been talking about this forever. But she seems to get into it a little deeper than all of them. Dr. Jewel, J-E-W-E-L-L-P-O-O-K-R-U-M, talks about the wonders of melanin. This woman talked about experiments she's done with energy that you can physically see melanin, I think, like not starting engine, but she does things electrically with melanin. It's crazy. Once you find out the wonders of melanin, you will understand why there is a jealousy among the powerful elite, why they hate it. Why they want to see it? Uh, uh, why they want to hurt people that have it? You might not see it now, but you gotta hear the the glory. Once you hear the glory, you'll say, "Oh my goodness, is that real? Does it really do that in plants? It's in animals. Does it really? That you will. It sounds un. It sounds like she's making the stuff up. It sounds so crazy. The power behind that darkness that causes the skin to be dark. It's amazing." Oftentimes I wonder, what would Africans think of this whole show, Dark Girls? That movie, what would they think of that movie when their whole continent is dark? How do you think they would take these crazy statements like black is inferior, and there they got banks and all kinds of institutions they ain't trying to start no economic base. That's all they know is economic because the whole thing is Africa. wonder what they think of this. Maybe y'all want to talk about that. <laughs> Listen to this. I told y'all, the black of the berry sweet juice, I don't like that statement because it just, that's a fruit. Just because you black of the black of the black of the black, you get sweet and sweet and sweet, that's, that's I mean, I like people trying to encourage people that's dark by saying that, but it's weak. We need to know it ain't, it ain't so much the black of the bear, the sweet of the juice. We need to know that black, the black of the skin, the more was God's purpose. It's plain and simple. How can you produce all of these wonderful different shades and tones of people if you're not jet black? Brown can't produce black, so it couldn't have been just brown people. Come at Adam and Eve. Check this out. Here's another thing I want you to think about. Well, maybe not. Let's do something else. Skin bleaching is a $43 billion industry. We talked about that. Uh, Europeans, uh, tanning is a $4 billion industry, but Europeans is only 10% of the world's population. It's about the same amount of dollars spent, actually, to get darker and to get lighter. All right, I got about halfway done here, real quick. Actually, I'm almost done. One of the things that the person said on this on this video, uh, 
Roz and I was talking about this earlier. She's asking me did I see the whole thing. One of the things that uh, one of the ladies said was, "Our my daughter, who was suffering from white supremacy, meaning she hated her black skin." She says, one thing my daughter needs is for her, her brothers to give her male assurance. The stuff we're giving our kids to fight this white supremacy is just like born arrows against tanks. You can't get your son to say to their daughter, to their sister, you look good today to just, uh, yeah, that may help their self-esteem to some degree. I'm not saying they don't have no power. But these kids got to know who Adam and Eve was and how man was made from the dirt and how when we all die, we go back to dirt. We go back to dirt. Adam was told by the father when he fell, dirt thou art and dirt shall thou return. So nobody know what people say, well, brother says, how do you know that the dirt that God made man from was the same color as black folks? Because I make statements like black people is the color of the earth. Just look outside your window. That looks like black people. As much as white skin is talked about, there is nothing on the planet, nothing on the planet, the color of white skin. Now, if that ain't a, a straight-up sign that you are recessive, that means not you the person. I mean, you the skin right now. I'm not talking about you the person. I'm talking about skin evolution. If that ain't a sign that white skin evolves from dark skin, I don't know what is. The fact that nothing on the planet is the color of white skin, I know some of y'all challenging me, your mind thinking, you can go talk about them white sands in Hawaii all you want, but that white is printing paper white. And even when you see pink, white people ain't pink. They ain't white. They ain't make pink and white. They, it's a recessive trait. There's not going to be a color for recessiveness. There is no color for recessiveness. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? When something is a recessive and it comes out of the color patterns, there is, it don't exist nowhere. But I can take dirt and throw it on some of these dark girls, and you won't even know how they got dirt on them unless they slap their face real hard and you see it falling off. How can you dare think that light skin is superior? If it does look superior, it's just because we all brainwashed. So if you saw Job Daughters, who they said is extremely beautiful, if you saw Esther from the book of Esther, who they say was exceedingly fair, fair has absolutely nothing to do with white. It's another thing. Y'all got to get that out of your head. Look it up. Go to Google. Type in the word Strong's Concordance. After you get the concordance up, type in that little box the word fair. It's going to show you every time the word fair pop up in the scriptures. Click on the little number and see when did fair ever mean beautiful. Fair mean, I mean, see the fair, when did fair ever mean white. Fair means beautiful. That's all. Fair has, I know I know some of y'all going, oh, he really crazy. I'm telling you, look it up. Don't listen to me. Look it up. Nowhere are you going to find the Hebrew definition of fair as white. You ever heard of fair weather? Of course you have. Have you ever heard of fair speeches? 
In the Bible, it talks about, I think it's talking about fair speeches, such as having fair speeches. It's talking about beautiful speeches and beautiful weather. It ain't talking about no white speeches, white weather. Fair means beautiful. When you when they say a woman was exceedingly fair, they've been telling us that means exceedingly white. That is a lie. There are no white nations in the Bible. The white people that are in the Bible are not well spoken of. White skin is not well spoken of. It's a sign that somebody has been cursed. That's the truth. This is from a person with nothing but love in my heart for all people. I promise you I don't have no beef with no white people. I'm a believer. I'm a follower of Christ. I have better things to do. But I feel like this hatred towards melanated people and the self-destruction that comes from these lies and the self-hate and the self-abuse, is all from those lies and has to stop. The nations of the world being brainwashed by Europe, even when you get an education, except if you go to the MITs and the Harvards and the Yale, they'll tell you the truth because they don't have no reputation to try to, you know, they don't have to worry about losing students because they know they can say what they want to say. So that's when you'll hear the truth, some of these things I'm saying. But now if you go to the uh, uh, any other colleges outside of these, the high ones that don't that have the reputation, they're not going to say this stuff because they worry about people dropping off. They worry about their enrollment. So you got to go to the MITs and Harvard and Yale to hear this kind of stuff. All black institutions, one of the two. Real quick, I got about four more, and I'm going to to my caller. In the video, at one hour and fifteen minutes. This guy says, he says this, listen to this, y'all, this is crazy. He said, even if you was born in Egypt today, if all of the greatness you see come out of Europe, if all of the greatness you ever see comes out of Europe and never out of Africa, how can you ever really have pride in your own community? And that is where we live today. So there's Africans that live in Africa, and all of the media they get is pretty much from the West. So it is no wonder they running, rushing, breaking their neck. And it's, it's not just Africa, it's the whole world. Did you know that the Western television dominates the whole planet? I went to India, and India got, uh, uh, not, they got Bollywood. And I still was shocked that even though these people got into the Hollywood, they got Bollywood. Still, they have a whole lot of white programs. I was just blown away by that. There was some, here's another statement. Until the lion has a historian, the hunter will always rule over him. That's a good one. So here's just some things that I just thought, and, and just, just different things I thought to say and share with you. And... Um, Ah, just, oh, just, oh. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. So she's been waiting for a while. Sister Roz from Reno, are you still there? 
I'm still here. Okay. I have promised you that I wanted to address before we forget. There you go with that noise in the background. Come on, <laughs> You're killing us. You don't know how loud it sounds on the phone. Now, if you get a regular phone, the heavy ones that tear up your leg if you hit it, it's not bad. But these cell phones, they amplify the background for some weird reason. Okay, now Leviticus mm-hmm. 13. Thirteen and three, I believe. Now, uh, Leviticus 13 says, now you want the third verse? Okay, let's look at the third. Sister, I'm serious. That no, not necessarily the third verse. That was just a topic that um, that had came up last night. Well, I don't know if I said the third verse. I think I said the 13th verse. The 13th verse is talking about vitiligo. See, what Leviticus 13? I'm there now. Mm-hmm. Leviticus 13 and 3 says, And the priest shall look upon the plague in the skin of the flesh. And when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, for all you all that think it's just some rough skin or something, he's talking about, something below the skin. He's talking about a white spot. And hair thereof be turned white. Then the priest shall shut him up seven days. That's all verse... Actually, that was verse 4. I'm sorry. That was verse 4. Here's verse 3. And the priest shall look on the plague and the skin of his flesh. And when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh... It is a plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. This is just saying when somebody, when they go to examine these people, they're looking for leprosy. They're looking for white skin mm-hmm. that's behaving a certain way. Like if it's got white hair, that's an old leprosy. You, you're an unclean leper. You cannot go mingle among everybody else. Now, some people think, well, the fact that the Father didn't want them to mingle among other people must have meant it was contagious. Contagious. It wasn't contagious. It's just that Israel couldn't have blemishes. Israel mm-hmm. could not have blemishes. Lepers could not be priests. Priests could not be left-handed. Priests could not be this. Priests could not be that. There's a whole lot of things to being a priest. And the Father didn't want blemishes because leprosy would be declared on people because of them being unclean. So how I look somebody's unclean and they're being a priest and somebody done cursed them earlier with this white skin. So oh, okay. what they're looking okay, at that's all the that's all the uh questions that I had about that particular subject, but that because it was from last night and I wasn't sure if I had the right um chapter and verse because you was you 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 on a different subject last night. That's what it was. Yeah. Well what I ask you to do and anybody else, because leprosy is one of those things you can't do sound bites on it. You gotta sit down, have some time to yourself. I, I really wish y'all do this because I've been teaching this thing for twenty years and you know where I'm shocked you even asked about it because most people that like that topic is white people. I know that sounds real crazy. But a lot of, and I'm not giving them extra points or nothing. I'm just being honest. They the ones that get the least offended by it because I'm reading the scriptures. It's just amazing. And uh, you one of the first people, you're not the first, but 
I just feel like there's a lot of black people that don't have a, they don't care about it too much. So, and you know what? And another it, thing, can I just say this? Let me let me say this too. Another thing is, um, you know, my, my parents, my mother was an Eastern star, my father was a Mason. You know, I was the Grand Mason of the state of um, Nevada in 2010. And you know, the whole message there, the whole secret to all of this, is to always be enlightened. Okay, and they've always installed in me that out of darkness comes light. Period. Out of darkness come light. So I don't have a hang-up about dark girls because I already know out of darkness comes light. If you just shine a bright light on something, you really don't have anything to – the light has to come through the darkness in order for, the, for, it, for something to – you walk into your living room and it's dark, you have nothing, but once you put the light on it, now you see. So out of that darkness come light, and that's with everything. That is the secret. Period. Period. So, so instead of putting something negative out about dark girls and how they don't like their skin and blah blah blah, if we, if we don't know for a fact where the skin, where we originated, and where where this whole darkness comes from, then we're we're gonna forever be fighting about. He's too dark or light skin or dark skin or this and that. If we all just come to understand, this is for all my sisters out there, I want them to understand that out of darkness comes light, period. That's it. That's it. That's it. You got to understand, you're talking to people. I'm so glad I was born up in the Pentecostal background so I can tell you this with experience. In the In the Pentecostal churches, in the Christian churches, a lot of people look at darkness in a very negative way. And, you know, Christ is the light. The Father, Yahweh, is the light. And when you say, and I know exactly what you're saying to be true, but it's only because I don't just listen to church folk. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hinge my whole salvation on people. I'm just going to get out there. I just know that the Father has more than just folks in church. So, I know, and I've studied, and I've heard Elijah Muhammad, actually was one of his followers, broke down to me something I never heard, and it was profound. He -hmm. called it the triple triple darkness of space. He -hmm. talks about how darkness was and how we don't even know darkness. Even when we turn off all our lights, we still got the moon shining. We don't really know. We never Mm -hmm. really seen darkness. And he Mm -hmm. was just talking about darkness. He was talking about darkness in a way I never heard it. And he was saying everything come out of it. And he talked right. about darkness in a way I just never, ever comprehended ever in a trillion years that that much glory would be dark. See, because we attribute sin to darkness. We attribute Satan to darkness. We attribute faults and, and failures to darkness, darkness, darkness. We never look at the other side of darkness, that darkness that the Father used to call and command his planet. We never we never even go there. So this guy came to me Bible, in a way. That's how the whole Bible starts. That's how the Bible starts. You can't get past that. You can't skip past that. Everything was created out of darkness. Out of darkness come light. That's it. So we shouldn't have these hang-ups and, about and, our skin color. And, and even with that, it sounds like it was negative. The darkness was negative, and it needed some light. And then when the light come out, it's like the Father. 
But we never look at the darkness this of something good. This is how God good. created it. It's not negative. Yeah, exactly. It's not negative. This is how God created it. It, it. it is what it is. It is. So, anyway, I don't know how to articulate what I'm trying to tell you. I feel what you're saying, and I really don't disagree with it. You're saying there's other things to talk about, and there is. But like I say, we have a moral problem. And to me, top of my list for black folks, if I had a giant microphone where every black person could hear, the number one thing I would tell tell black folks, in America that is, is return to the God of your fathers. And if somebody wants to break down what that means, I would say return to the laws set forth in the scriptures. <laughs> if they don't understand the Holy Spirit, excuse me, if they don't understand following the Holy Spirit and they don't understand all that, I'll just tell them go to the Old Testament and follow the Old Testament laws. Even though mm-hmm. people say, oh, that's old-fashioned. It may be old-fashioned, but it will do a whole lot more for us than what we're going by now. And I would, I would, I would make it. I would break it down a little further than that. I would start talking about who we are in history. We got to go back to the Bible. The reason why we're in the situation we're in, nobody want to talk about melanin. Mm-hmm. I ask people all the time, "Have you ever heard of Dr. Jewel Pukum? Who, Jewel who? Who? Nobody heard of it. Nobody want to hear of it. They used to have some called melanin conferences. Melanin conferences. Mm-hmm. They had one in San Francisco. They had them all over called melanin conferences. And it's very expensive. It's like $400 just to attend the conference. And the reason why it's so expensive is because they have the brightest minds on the planet come together to discuss this thing called melanin. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot, of, a lot of white people go, and there's a lot of black people too, but I really wish there was more black people that played a part of this. And uh, they talk about amazing, mind-boggling things about this thing called melanin. And, and I always said I want to go to a melanin conference, but it was just so expensive to pay for airfare, hotel, and the conference. I never had a chance to make it. But mm-hmm. I just wish more than anything that our people really understand what happened when the Most High made this planet from that dark, dark uh, soil that he made his man anyway. I just wish they understood that we can kill this whole self-hatred because I'm telling you, you might not think this subject has nothing to do with paying bills, getting married, having kids, but that hatred that we have is just making all, it's taking us backwards. It's taking us backwards. That's why I can't entertain no financial base right now. Yes, we need a financial base. I'm not stupid. But if you got this kind of hatred, whatever you get, we, we, we are self-destruct. You know, so... I'm really, really on this moral thing with us. We really need to return to the God of our fathers, the morals of our fathers, the laws of our fathers. And it's not about no money per se. It is and it ain't. It's about money, but it's about getting your mind and your sense, just just returning to the Father. I don't know no other way to say it. Because once you're in love mm-hmm. with the Father, you're going to be in love with this. Once you're in love with his father, you're going to be in love with his plan. Once you're in love with his plan, you're in love with his people. You're going to be in love with, you're going to be hating white people. There's so many black folks right now that's dogging out white people because they don't learn a little history. These Egyptians, I'm so tired of this this, this movement. With I know that Egypt was major and, and, and Nubia and, 
and and and, and all the African dynasties, and I'm so mm-hmm. happy to see. I'm happy to see us return to a lot of the glory days and the things that they did. But this business of hating white men. I think that's a, that would be a start, though. I think that would be a start. Yeah, it's a start. Now, and I understand it may not even be real hatred. It's just an anger because you're spying out this stuff, and it makes you mad. But I'm saying some of these people is going too far with this hatred. I mean, Mm-hmm. How somebody gonna ever follow you? And you, uh, to me, if you hate, you are gonna lose. I don't care who you are. You gonna lose if you hate. Mm-hmm. You, if you hate, you gonna lose. Period. So I don't care what you trying mm-hmm. to do. You are gonna be unsuccessful if you start right here talking about some hating some white people. So mm-hmm. anyway, sister, I want to hear on these points a little longer. Then we're gonna wrap this show up. And uh, did you have any more after thoughts before I? Make these final. I still got some for y'all, and then I'm gonna end the show. Okay, <clears throat> let's hear what you got. I might have some comments on that. <laughs> well, right now, let me look at your hand. Press one on your phone right now, as we speak. Just press one. Get over there. Cause your hand is up. So if you want to ask a question, and uh, all of y'all, everybody that's on the phone lines, anybody else want to ask a question or comment, just press one. Uh, everybody hand is down right now except Sister Roz, Wade in Reno. So she's going to press one right quick, and then her hand will go down. And uh still waiting on you to press one. Press it again? Okay. Oh, I think I have to put you on hold. Let me put you on hold, then you press one, okay? If you have any other comments, okay. press one. I'll bring you back, okay? Okay. All right. That was Sister Roz from Reno, and uh, I, I, pr- pr- I don't know why it's not taking her one. Let me refresh my screen because it's not taking her one. Hold on, Sister Roz. I mean, but folks, I really appreciate that, Sister. I don't know if she knows that, but I really do. I just like her honesty. She ain't trying to, you know, I don't like when people come on the line and try to agree with me on everything. There you go, Sister. But real quick, folks, let me just say this to you, everybody listening. People are in pain. There's some young girls, oh, my goodness. I know one right now. My daughter has friends, dark skin. They going through it. They are going through it. Dark skin, African features, going to a school, a bunch of light-skinned girls, white girls, and these boys are getting them time of day. It may not be important to us older people, but they are going through serious pain that set roots of self-hate and then low self-esteem, and low self-esteem turns into behaviors. Behaviors turn into sowing seed, bad seed, then you got to reap that, and that's your lifestyle you're tampering with now because you got to reap that harvest. Folks, this is serious. Dog girls' pain is real. Dog girls' pain is real. And it's not something of the past where, you know, I know we really used to go through it, but you can say what you want to say. Walk up to one of my friends, my sister, my daughter friends, and tell them, oh, your pain not real. Shut up. Boys don't like you anyway. Just they are being, you know, you like a guy and a little light-skinned girl run, run past you and he don't ask you for your phone and he asks her. And then a lot of black girls, they talk about this on the show, 
are looked at in a sensuous way. They're only good because they fine, and you know, a lot of dark-skinned people that melanin bring about other characteristics. And you know, I'm not saying because you're melanin you got a big button right there. I'm just saying normally Africans have certain characteristics, and the closer you are to the motherland features, you know, it's going to mean other things. And so. A lot of these people, the dark-skinned people, are looked at as being sensuous or sex objects. All women seem like like all men look at women as sex objects anyway. But, I mean, they really, a lot of these guys, they said it. The show talks about it. They write. A lot of these sisters, brothers don't want to marry them. They just want to hit them. They just want to be with them sexually, and that's it. They don't want to commit to them. They just want to, they look at them more like sexually. Oh, she's fine. But when you talk about marriage, you want, you know, the lightest skin. Some of them talked about uh, bringing home, uh, a lot of them was talking about uh, their parents saying don't bring home no dark-skinned babies. This is real. They was talking about this in the Dominican Republic. This one guy was talking about how that uh, his parents told him, don't bring home no, uh, you know, no, no, the parents told him he was a dark-skinned guy. And he was dating someone in the Dominican Republic. And even in the Dominican Republic, a so-called black country, they told this black man, don't, you know, what they told his girlfriend, I don't like him. He's going to mess up our race because a lot of Dominicans are light. And and said, he's going to mess up our people. How do you think that brother fell? There was women on there crying, talking about, just different things. And that's another thing, Sister Roz, and I point you out, but anybody that didn't look at the whole thing, why don't y'all look at the whole thing? Because I think it's going to change your mind when you hear these people in 2013 and they're 40 years old or older, some of them younger, and they're talking about the pain now. You can't say they're not going through pain. It may be, you may be far from it. Maybe you don't understand it. Like, you know, my sister got to help his self-esteem, this Sister Roz. Okay, that's not everybody. And if it ain't everybody, it ain't everybody. So what's pain is pain. And like my brother, he was talking about, he was saying, making this statement one time to my white boys don't go through nothing. They don't go through nothing. And I was trying to tell him, I said, man, some of these white guys, if their credit rating fall to 200 or something, they'll jump off this bridge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I told you don't go through nothing. They're jumping off a bridge. I know my brother and I was talking one time. And I said, well, wait a minute. If they're in pain and that's their pain, that's their pain. You can't tell that man he ain't in pain. If he wants to jump off that bridge, he in some serious pain. What you might call pain is if your mama and daddy and even if your whole family died. But if this brother, pain is pain to him. So I have to tell him, you can't tell this man he ain't in pain. So we got to understand that just because it ain't pain for us don't mean it ain't pain for somebody else. So I just wanted to just say that. And uh, there's some, some other people uh, were saying, uh, well, I'm married out of rebellion. These white people, this white guy told me he married this black woman. I'm just talking about some of the people I was on the show, some of the comments that was made, some of the pain that was shared. This white guy was on there telling me he married this black girl. And you can read between the lines. He even said it that he was, you know, he was working this rebellious state. You know, I guess his parents was racist or whatever. <laughs> when you see people rebelling and they go marry a dark-skinned person, that don't necessarily mean 
that they either understand what we're talking about. I don't know that if I was a woman and my husband married me out of rebellion, I would think that was something good. So this show, to me, this documentary, just lack, lack, lack. It's just... (sighs) So there are people that are having these marriages, and if it's not rooted and grounded in true love and respect, I'm sure they can grow to that no matter why you marry. You can always grow to that. But that was a sickness I picked up out of the show. Okay? Another person said, just talking about some of the negative behavior we heard on the show, another person said he was dark. He said, I'm dark and I don't want to marry another dark people. Says because I want my baby to have some lightness. If two darks can marry, they, you know, the baby gonna be, maybe baby may not be dark like me. I mean, the baby, the, ba- the baby will, will will be dark a little dark like will be dark like us. Versus, if I marry a white girl or a light skinned girl, my baby might be lighter. This is in 2013. Dark girls. This is the documentary that Bill Duke did. And like the one sister says, how can anybody, anybody learn without a teacher? And like she said, until a lion has a historian, he will always be owned by the hunter. Folks, I don't know how y'all feel about what I'm saying about this show as I get ready to close here. But I promise you, there are a lot of people around you, and they listening right now. Some of them make sure ain't nobody up while you listen to me at night. Some of y'all on the phone lines, you ain't said nothing. Some of y'all listen to this and probably gonna make sure nobody hears this, hear you, see you, listen to this. But you go through the pains, and I'm talking to you right now. Those of y'all that do suffer from this, and you don't mind people. I mean, you don't. You know, I'm telling you the truth. Listen to all three shows. Go get up if you're being lazy, or if you're lazy behind. If I could say that, if you're being lazy about this, that don't mean you're lazy in life. Just about this topic. Go to the library and buy, purchase if you need to, or try to find some of those books in audio form online. And listen to some of those people in the library that crush the philosophy of white supremacy. Crush it. Crush it. Go to the website. I got pictures of what Leviticus is talking about. Sister Raj, you may want to do that yourself. www.fivesmostongs.webs.com it talks about then if a man will have a white spot and there be a white hair, I got pictures of people looking just like that so y'all will be able to put this ancient text of 2013 use. These things are still happening to people's body, white skin, white spots, but nowhere in Leviticus 13 is telling you these priests were supposed to look at these conditions in Leviticus 13 and when they look at them, they were to discover 
is this leprosy. The thing, the beef I have against Leviticus 13, I think the, the, the writers of the Bible cut out what leprosy is. It even starts out and give you that hint. It says, when a man should have this, that, and the other, and it be like the plague of leprosy. Whoa, 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 whoa. How's something going to be like the plague of leprosy? What is like the plague of leprosy? That's like you saying, let's watch these, uh, that's like saying we're going to uh, watch all of this, uh, these liquids and see if it's like oil. Well, you first got to say what oil is, and then we're going to look at these liquids and see if it's oil or like oil. But if you say let's look at these liquids and see if it's like oil and nobody never know what oil is, so I think that was taken out. That's just my personal opinion, but I can take what they provided and still smash the philosophy that there are whites favorably spoken of in the Bible in terms of white skin. Because it talks about in Leviticus, as the white spot get dark, then are they healed. How about that? It talks about in the book of Leviticus, when the dark skin turns, when, excuse me, when the white spots turn dark, that's, that's supposed to be when they're in the healed state. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> let me just give you all a verse real quick, and we're going to wrap this up. It's verse 6. And the priest shall look on him again the seventh day, and behold, if the plague be somewhat dark, somewhat dark, all he got to do is get a little bit from the white state to the dark state, because the darkness is the healing part of it. All throughout Leviticus 13, it talks about this darkness. If you get a little darker, you're okay. If you get a little darker, you're okay. And what drove me crazy was the verse that talked about the yellowish hair, verse 30, Leviticus 13 and 30. Then the priest shall see the plague, and behold, if it be in sight deeper than the skin. All this stuff is under the skin. This ain't on top of the skin. And there be in it a yellow thin hair. The fact that I saw the word yellow thin hair as it relates to leprosy, I was done. Two things got me done in reading Leviticus. The fact that the state of these people, when their skin got darker, they was better, I was done. And the fact that a yellow hair is mentioned in the book of Leviticus chapter 13, where leprosy is, I was done. Because in my world, if you're somewhat white, you're better off. And if you have yellow hair, that's blonde hair. You're okay. This is talking about yellow hair in a negative light. I was done. I didn't even have to read the whole chapter. Some people don't need to read everything. They can. I knew by the spirit where we was going with this, like the sister said earlier. Everything come out of darkness. Everything. 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 So I've done the best I can do, and I'm just going to pray and agree right now in prayer that the Father would do the best he could do with taking these words and multiplying them in your heart, in your soul. I hope that if you are white and you happen to listen to this show, that you did not hear 
one statement, one hint, one implication that I, nor anybody that's melanated, is superior. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think spiritually we're the same. Our souls are the same. But our natural state, there is a big difference. There's a big difference between somebody with cancer and not cancer. You can't say we're all the same physically. No, physically there's people with muscles and people with not muscles. I think melanated people do better in the sun. And non-melanated people is going to have problems. I think the most high made his man from very dark-skinned people. It's the truth. Folks, it's the truth. So, dark girls, I'm going to play the song I came on with. Actually, I may not. I don't know what I'm going to play. That song I already played. I'm going to play Grateful by... uh, uh, play this song, Grateful, by Juanita Bynum. Because uh, you should be grateful, dark girls, knowing that the Father made you how he made you, knowing that he gave you all that melanin, and knowing that from that melanin, if it mixed with albino, it can pull out all of the various colors. If you mix with albino, if a dark-skinned person mixed with albino, the baby would be lighter. If that lighter baby turned around and mixed with somebody else full of melanin, the baby would be even darker. With all of this mixing going on, you could pull out red hair, blonde, blue eyes, green eyes, all of the spectrum, but you can't pull it off. You can't pull it off with the albino and a brown-skinned person. You can't pull it off with the albino and a white person. You've got to have... Those two black folks in that garden produced their babies, which were dark. Later on, when man began to sin, they lost the ability to produce cells that caused them to be the proper height. And sin got in, they grew too tall, grew too short. And sin got in, they began to lose hair. Sin got in their life and their world, and they began to not produce this, not produce that, not produce babies. And yes, oh yes, they failed to produce pigmentation. Later on, fast forward to Europe in its heydays, they began to preach superiority out of an inferiority complex and began to lie on melanin, the very thing that produced them, their skin. Again, we're not talking about the spirit of these people. Their spirit, our spirit is the same. There is no difference between a black person or a white person, anybody's spirit and soul. We're talking about the recessive trait of white skin, an inferiority, I should say, trait of recessive white skin. But there's no point for or against white people. Again, Christ has come. We no longer have to enter into the Holy of Holies and all these things because in biblical days, a white-skinned person was not allowed into the holy things of the Most High because this was a state of being cursed. Neither could a bald-haired person this, this and other curses, a left-hand person, all types of curses and recessive uh, traits could not enter into the priestly duties of Israel. So I want to say to all my family, my blood, natural, naturally speaking, Israel, awake Zion, put on thy strength. 
And I want to say to humanity, the rest of humanity, I love every single one of y'all, and ain't nothing you can do about it. That is the truth. So here's forever grateful by Juanita Bynum. Listen to this song. This is a message to all dark-skinned girls and really the planet. Good night. You did not wait for me To draw nigh to you But you hold yourself In frail humanity You did not wait for me To cry out to you But you let me hear your voice calling me.
You don't have to wander in darkness. You don't have to let the devil rule over your life. But he came, he died on the cross for your sins. And he's right there where you are now. All you gotta do is ask him to forgive you for all of your sins. And he's right there just and able to forgive you for all of your sins and blot out all of your transgressions. That's why he came. He came for you. He came to seek and save you. Why don't you This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.